It's time for a smashing cast from the present. Produced by Michael, the Exo Paradigm Gamer. Consulted by Haydox, the uh, Haydox. Supervised by Ryan, the Rye Rule. And directed by Dan, the King K. It's the Unversed cast. Alright, hello everybody, welcome back to the Unversed cast. Uh, today we're talking about uh, Ocarina of Time. We, in, in the present, we've just, hold on, wait a second. Excuse me. Uh, we've just, dis I hope nobody heard that. Did anybody hear that? We've, uh, the, I, the, I like to get the, the terrible parts of the podcast off first. Um... We're talking about Ocarina of Time. I shouldn't have started this because King K is our glorious leader on this fantastic day. I have consumed several protein bars on this day as well, so my stomach is in shambles. Right. Also, can I can I just share one thing before I pass the baton? No. I, I want to share with the, anybody who's listening. Is it weird to eat peanuts with the shell? Yes. Yes. No. No, 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 no. And that's not a question for you. That's a question for the audience. <clears throat> hey, Dox, why do you need to know that? Because <laughs> I have been doing he that. He has a friend who <laughs> does that. He goes to a different school. You wouldn't know him. My girlfriend doing who lives my... in Canada. I've been doing that my entire adult life. I've been eating peanuts with the shell on. Ah, <laughs> a confession. And I, um... Forgive me, I, Lord, for I have sinned. I don't... It's, Michael said this was a bad thing, and everybody else seems to agree with Michael. But... No, don't don't worry. It's not popular opinion or anything. Yeah. We're definitely You're a trailblazer, Haydox. A trendsetter, even. <laughs> All right. Well, the Unversed Cast Challenge. Here's what it is. You have to eat a packet of peanuts with the shell on. <laughs> I decline. And upload it to YouTube... <laughs> Uh, and then after that, you have to recite your favorite Bible verse. <laughs> Spoilers! If you do this, you're probably gonna die! <laughs> yeah, and we're not if responsible! You this, if you do this, you will, will probably go to hell. Alright. Before send you those, die. Send those challenge when videos to When you do drugs, Michael. you go to hell before you die. King K, what are we talking about? Ocarina of Time. Okay. Oh, okay, I thought we were talking dude. about Call of Duty! No! That got announced today! Modern <laughs> Warfare! Alright, this is too topical. I want to talk about old video games. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we gotta talk about Ocarina of Time. I figured we always start out these discussions with when we first played it, and then a little bit of what we feel about it now. Just a little sprinkle of our brief overview, just to give, just to give everybody some foreshadowing, maybe. Yeah. Ryan, start. Yeah. Start? Oh, me? <laughs> yeah, <Wow>. Ryan. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. I got the baton. Wow. Oh. Wow. I'm going to hold the gun to your head and you got to go right now. Pull the fucking trigger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Ocarina of Time was actually the first Nintendo game I'd have, I'd have ever played. Really? And, yeah. Dude, yeah. that's awesome. Funny story. Uh, Papa came home from work one time when Mama and Daddy were together, and uh, he brought home a Nintendo 64 with a little copy of Majora's Mask, and I'm like, wow, I don't know what this is. And I wouldn't find out what it was until a few years later because we didn't have the expansion pack. 
So he went to the store <laughs> and got Ocarina of Time instead. <laughs> and since then, little old Ryan was never the same. Wow. I'm That's actually, actually like, funny. like in hindsight, I'm actually like really glad that I didn't get into Majora's Mask at that time because I was probably about like five or six years old when I first played Ocarina of Time. Uh, and so if I played Majora's Mask first, that probably would have fucked me over when I was that young. Because I was still, like, trying to figure out what- I can't even what... really imagine playing Majora's Mask at that age, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I would comprehend that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I barely understood what was going on in Ocarina of Time at, at that time. But then, you know, the more you play it, the more you realize, like, what's going on in the game. You understand, like the hidden meanings and like the theming and all that kind of stuff and then you learn to appreciate it more can Would you, you tell us the hidden meaning of ocarina of time in a 20 minute with. video essay it's actually <laughs> communist propaganda all right yeah. well we we have that out of the way for this video so we will Ryan be had, you, we, you can we've stop got watching the, us we've now. got the obligatory team dark reference out of the way so now we can move mm -hmm. on ready I'll, I'll do them all in a fire ready red underwear Haydock sings. King K is is just amazing. He's this excellent content creator that I think you should all subscribe to. Sonic Michael feet. is angry. Sonic's I, I think I need that the least. I think you should point people to Ryan. No. And, and uh, Michael is just really bad at Sonic Heroes. Spread the word. <laughs> all right, right, we've got that out well, of our Michael, system. I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you finish, but I want to talk about my experience with Ocarina of Time. Oh my gosh, my stomach hurts. Anyways, uh, Can I don't have any. Poop quick. <laughs> that's you, Michael. I'm having actual problems. I have had too many protein bars. Oh my gosh. Hedox, you oh. you know that you have problems when you eat too many protein bars. You're like my pops. So why? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Daddy. So why do you keep consuming so many protein bars? I, I have an addiction to protein bars. I don't know, man. Okay, continue. Uh, I don't have an experience with this, this, uh, this game because uh, I thought Zelda was like some satanic stuff that I uh, <laughs> when I was a kid. Is that what like, she's uh, doing? Yeah, she. I wasn't allowed to play those games. They were too like dark and scary. Because you know Ganondorf what's... was on there, and you know. I mean, like... I mean, you know. To be fair, when you pull out the Master Sword, it is kind of frightening when you walk out into the fog. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny too. Cause like you know, I was like, when I was a kid, when I was that age, when I played Ocarina of Time, I wasn't allowed to read Harry Potter because it was too quote unquote satanic. Am I the only person with parents who weren't like No, no, my parents Christian? are definitely not like that. Because <laughs> this is yeah. a weird well, coincidence. You're a freaking atheist. My, my parents were Catholics. Oh, my parents, my <laughs> parents are Lutherans. <laughs> oh, my parents are Catholics too. I don't know, my parents were Catholics, which is even more intense, but they never did anything like that. They didn't say it was like satanic. Now ever. see, my, my family is Catholic, but not just like Catholic Catholic, uh, they are Hispanic Catholic. I think there is a there is a fine difference between normal cat, uh, Catholicism and Hispanic Catholicism. They right. are two totally different things, my boys. Well, um, I never played Ocarina of Time until the 3DS version, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I, I had played this coming off the heels of like, I guess 
It was Sequelitis I watched, and then I played Ocarina of Time 3D. So, I mean, just to get that Aaron Hansen reference out of the way, uh, <laughs> I, I watched Sequelitis, then I said, I want to play Ocarina of Time! So I did, and um, I, I remember just playing it a lot at Pep Band, because I didn't like watching basketball, because hmm. I'm, I'm a little skinny, skinny, skinny little lad, I'm not into the big kids sports, Skinny twink. so I'd sit in the corner and play my 3DS, and I honestly really liked Ocarina of Time 3D. Um, you know, everybody always talks about, like, the wonkiness of uh, the N64, at least back in those days, I remember that being something people talked about, but I always liked the, the gyro aiming of the 3DS. I really liked the music and the graphics, and I, I wasn't a seasoned gamer. I was coming off of my Minecraft phase, where the only thing I played <laughs> for years was Minecraft. So it was kind of like you had the quite only. quite the childhood, didn't you? Yeah, I did, Michael. Stealing Thanks people's Pokemon, <laughs> playing Minecraft for years. Yeah, in Wizard 101, I, I spent $250 on that. God damn. Kid. Yeah. I mean, I nearly did the same, hey, Alex, don't worry. <laughs> I played that game religiously. Sometimes it'd be like that, you know? And Webkins. Uh, you I... can't forget about Webkins. Yes. You, you can't Webkins. relate unless you've played Wizard 101. It's just or Club Penguin. You know? Oh, you man, fuck Club Penguin. <laughs> Webkins was the shit. Club Penguin was that beta shit, you know what I'm saying? You're Which an is why you male. made a video of when, when Club Penguin yeah. was going to be shut down. Of you walking what, around in the I'm snow a beta male. in a, a penguin pajama right. set. A penguin onesie even, asking about penguin Club Penguin. Michael, roll the clip. <laughs> so a lot of people have put out their phones when they're walking by. Nobody wants to fucking talk about Club Penguin, and I'm, I'm pissed. <laughs> and then, and then somebody recognized you in public from that video. <laughs> That's really bad. Okay, alright. Michael, why don't you talk about your experience with Ocarina of Time? Well, uh, I had an N64 growing up, but I did not play Ocarina at the time. And even if I did, I wouldn't have really bought into the hype when it was released. I feel like you had to have been an adult who played, like, the NES games and... Uh, Link to the Past to really appreciate how phenomenal it was at the time. Uh, but later in, somewhere in like the late 2000s, uh, I got it on the Wii Virtual Console, which is not a super great port, mind you, but it was functional. And at that point, I had already played Wind Waker and really loved Twilight Princess on the GameCube especially. Like mm, that, if mm. you would ask me in 2006 what my favorite game was, it would have been Twilight Princess. So then I played Ocarina of Time, and I'm just like, this is the best game of all time? It just feels like watered-down Twilight Princess. And that's pretty much what I still think of it, honestly. It just feels like Twilight Princess is everything Ocarina wants to be, but better. Uh, but, yeah, then the 3D remake came out. I remember... Uh, that it, it got delayed like it was supposed to be a launch to, like it started out as like a tech demo Then they're like, all right, we'll make this into an actual game and release it and then it took like until like Like six months after the 3ds launch for the stupid thing to come out And it's just like there was like nothing to play on 3ds except for like steel diver and rayman 3d 
maybe some puzzle game, Cubic Ninja. Like people, yeah, people. It's kind of funny to remember that when it, because I remember those days too when it had nothing, and then you look at it now and it has everything. everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I recall uh, Ocarina of Time 3D being like one of the first real worthwhile games to come out on the system. Yeah. Before uh, Super Mario 3D Land came out and was like the first kind of like original game. It's like I remember being in a class full of a bunch of geeks who uh, whose daddies did not work at Nintendo. They worked at Microsoft. And oh, they, were, they were all talking about how the 3DS sucks because there's nothing on it but remakes. Which was true at the time. Like, there was Star Fox 3D, there was yeah, Ocarina of Time 3D. It's still half true now! And there was Rayman 3D. And yeah, there's also Luigi's Mansion and the two Mario and Luigi remakes and a whole bunch of remakes, but that's not the point. The point is, is that there wasn't a lot of games to play on it at the time. And I remember being really impressed with the 3DS remake at the time, because it's like, Wow! It's a fully 3D game you can take on the go! Because I didn't have a PSP, and the DS could do 3D, but the developers chickened out on it and made a lot of 2D games. So, the you know, that was a big deal in 2011, to be playing... Uh, Ocarina of Time on the 3DS, and yeah. if you've all seen my remake rebreak video on Ocarina oh, of Time, we have, we have, <laughs> you will know. We all have. three times, and you, you, and if you haven't, Michael, play the entire video now. No, I, I, I won't be doing that. But uh, what I will be saying is that the I I named Ocarina of Time 3D a replace because there is no reason at all to go back to the N64 version except that you can play it on a TV. That's it. There's Michael, can I can I say one or thing? Or if you're a speedrunner who really likes sitting through unskippable text and speedrunning games with unskippable text, then you might want to play the N64 version, but otherwise, don't. I want to say that uh, that's probably my favorite video on your channel, Michael. I think uh, whenever I talk about your YouTube channel, that's always what I recommend to people. It's like, I, I don't think I've seen somebody articulate my thoughts about, you know, Ocarina of Time 3D as eloquently as you did in that video. So I just want to suck your ego off there for just a little bit. <laughs> okay. That's a way to put it. Well, I appreciate that. It... You're welcome. Uh, but yeah, King K, sir. Well, my, my story is almost the same as Haydox, except I was not banned from playing games when I was young. <laughs> I, I didn't play it when it came out because I never had an N64. Well, te I technically I could have because I had a GameCube, but I, nobody ever bought me that collection, so... I have um, it! I'll save that story for another time. The first Zelda game I played was Wind Waker, and then I played Twilight Princess, and then I played Skyward Sword, and then I played Ocarina of Time, so that was even more like, what? Like, but I'm glad I played the 3DS version, though, because... You should be. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm, I'm glad that was the first exposure to it, because it softened the blow. I was able to be like, oh, this is still fun. It's definitely not my favorite, but it was, it was like, yeah, this is still fun. Like, I can see it. And... I don't know. It's it's kind of like... I remember I, I made my initial video two years ago, and I was like, yeah, it's good. Nowadays, 
I, I've like improved marginally where I'm like uh, it's it's probably better than I initially thought but not by like leaps and bounds but it is still in like I've changed my opinion on things ever so gradually and it's only been like two years I guess I just never let it I, I like the first I time have I played a distinct it, I, I don't know. memory of cooking pasta while listening to your <laughs> Batwa review and for some reason, you saying it's been two years triggered that memory from the recesses of my brain. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, part of the reason I'm so excited about this is because, like, I feel like a lot. There were like my opinion hasn't even changed that much, but I still feel like I've said I said a few un, maybe unfair things in my video of it. Well, I'm actually excited for this because I'm getting ready to do a 3D Zelda retrospective on my channel! Wow! Awesome. But I wanted to- I did want to say before we move on, has anyone- has anyone's opinion changed at all since they first played it? Uh, I think my- I think, like, my opinion has, like, only gotten better with it. Interesting. Like, like, it, um, it only gets better- like, gets better the more I play it. Mm-hmm. I I have like I I have a weird way of looking at video games nowadays. So I think my framework for looking at video games has definitely changed. Like uh, how do I want to phrase this? Can you play Ocarina I, of Time without collecting a rupee? Michael, if you if I knew <laughs> like there was something in my mind that knew you were going Those to say that. Those videos are good, hey. No, we're not getting into Screw this discussion you. right now. They're bad end of discussion. I'm done. Okay, <laughs> I I do want to. It's like uh, I I really love Breath of the Wild. I can't wait till we get to discuss that one. But mm -hmm. and I become like, the scourge of the internet. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad it's half past time. Now you know how I felt with the entire 3D Mario retrospective. Hidux <laughs> says this within five minutes of praising him. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, I, I really like Breath of the Wild, but obviously it's a different Zelda experience than pretty much everything else. But like, I I was like, I don't know why, but I've come to really love the, the sort of uh, atmosphere of Ocarina of Time a lot more. Like, uh, I don't want to go into too much depth right at the beginning, but... Like we were talking about at the beginning when you pull out the Master Sword and you come out in like Hyrule Town, that's the name right? Hyrule Town? Mm -hmm. Hyrule Town yeah. is just completely fucked. And I love that moment so much. There's like redeads and the music is really fucked up. And then like, I love- if, Yeah, like if you decide to go to the castle and it's like, it, the title pops and it's like Ganondorf's Tower or whatever. And yeah. it's like, okay, okay. <laughs> things have <Yeah>. changed. <laughs> and I, I, I love- the this is kind of what they do in almost every game uh is that like there's that sense of progression as you go to more locations things change like that that's a normal game thing but i don't think any zelda game has done that as brilliantly as ocarina of time has with uh maybe that's not fair to say but like it, it's I love the contrast of like going to Goron village as a child and then things are really fucked up when you return and like Everybody's dead and sad and Can everybody's I actually add on to what you're saying Hadox because yeah. like one thing I um One thing I really do like about this game and also it involves the progression is you know when you started the game off you're a kid and yeah. after, You know what once when you leave uh, the forest 
you got nothing but like sticks, nuts, you got slingshot, like a wooden, like a dinky little wooden slingshot. Even uh, towards the end of the Young League campaign, you got like a wooden boomerang and some bombs. Mm-hmm. You don't really have that much. You have a wooden shield and everything. But then, like, the more you play the game, once you become a man, like a grown-up, you know, then you get, like, the hook shot, the hammer, the bow and arrow. You get more powerful yeah. spells, a longer magic meter. Uh, when you're a kid, you're constantly being told, like, oh, hey, you can't go here. You're a kid. You can't do this. You're a kid. And then you prove them wrong and you become a man. And they're like, oh, my God, you've, you, you've grown up. You've grown. You've gotten this far. Holy shit. You can actually do this. Like, it's also good at giving you... That kind of that feeling of progressing and growing yeah. and getting stronger the more you play, both through the story perspective and through a gameplay perspective, which is something that I really appreciate about this game. I also yeah. love, um, in terms of, I guess, the storytelling, is that like there there's so many interesting facets to the world that's being presented to you. Like mm. um, something that always stood out to me was the part in Leneru Desert, that's what it is, right? Leneru Desert? The Garuda I think it's Desert. just Garuda Valley. Garuda Desert. Yeah, yeah, Garuda Valley, yeah. Okay, why did I say that? I knew it was Leneru, Garuda. Leneru's in Skyward Sword. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And Twilight um, Princess, no? Yeah, I think it might yeah. also be called that in Twilight Princess. But well, I think it's I, still, wait, is it, it was what is called, it called the Gerudo Desert and Twilight Princess. Yeah, there okay. was the Lenairu okay. province in Twilight Princess. That's what it is. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Okay. Uh, but I love like there's these short contained things like you you have the the people of Gerudo. What are they called? The the, the female warrior race. The Gerudo. Yeah, the they're just called the Gerudo. <laughs> I I love that part. It's like you you go through this desert and you're seeing all of these different like species of Hyrule and there, there's like so many things that you just wish you could live there and explore and talk to people and like settle down in in these locations too. Like, yeah, I, f- I feel like they really play, having played a link to the past for the for the first time, no less, very recently. Um, Oof. I it's kind of surprising that the you think about A Link to the Past, and only really of that cast, the Zora existed, and they weren't even really how they exist in Ocarina of Time. So, like, all of a sudden you get, like, these people who eat rocks, and then, like, you get, you get, like, through the Gerudo, you get almost a backstory for Ganondorf, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a place where he came from, and that's, like... I really, I actually really appreciate that about Ocarina of Time more after having played A Link to the Past. Well, in Ganondorf is actually, uh, he's name dropped in A Link to the Past, but we don't actually see Ganondorf, we just see Ganon. Yeah. So here we actually do see Ganondorf for the first time. This is the first time we see a human Ganon. Yeah. I love, I love that scene, um, at the beginning when Ganondorf is in Hyrule Castle and, like, mm-hmm. He, he isn't he like kneeling to the king or something? Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah, because he's about to fuck him over, but he yeah. looks over. Yeah, I, he looks over I and love sees that. you. But it was weird about it is that like that scene, I I can never really get a handle on whether he knows what's going on or if he's just slyly smirking at you. You know, like yeah. He, I love Ganondorf in this game because he's just like it, they don't really flesh him out too much, but he is a very foreboding presence. Mm-hmm. I just like, like, I, he's not my favorite version of him, but I just like how, like, whenever you see him, it's kind of like, oh, okay, hello. And then he, like, he just kind of commands his own terror, you know? Yeah. And he's actually, like, personified, which I really love. Like, 
in in Breath of the Wild, for for as much as I love that game, you don't you get the feeling that Calamity Ganon is really an awful thing, but you never like get a character of Calamity Ganon. Calamity Ganon is just this evil source, but here Ganondorf is this evil character, and you can feel like this person that is there, that is present, and he's actively fucking you over at every step. Well, it's not even just fucking you over, he's fucking- He kind of wins what he wants. He's also fucking everyone else over too. Like he's the one who placed the curse on the Deku tree. He's the one who put all the Dodongos in Dodongo Cavern and he put off even, the even as small as like. Are he put you Dingo saying on the farm. that Ganondorf is, is an example of how to do Ripto so much better? <laughs> well, I would be saying that, but I don't know who Ripto is. I, I like half know who he is because I didn't beat two. Well, Wait, I never played Spyro. I just know he's from Spyro. So. Do you guys really not? Wait. I know okay. who he is. I just, I never beat it, so I didn't get the full scope of him, you know? Hey, Michael, put up a thumbnail for his Ripto Ganondorf game theory. <laughs> My point is, is that Ripto's rage pays a bunch of lip service to Ripto being some kind of unstoppable threat that's ruining everything. And it's interesting because uh, the game only came out a year after Ocarina of Time. They they talk about uh, how he's like, oh, he's unstoppable, he's ruining everything, but he doesn't do anything. Wait, didn't I say that in my Spyro retrospective? You might play have. a clip. But in, play, in play any event, I agree with there. you. In any event, I agree with you, Hadox. And yeah, and whereas with Ganondorf, we don't actually see him do stuff. We still have to be told about a lot of it, but that's better than well, nothing. Well, really, it, what you see the aftermath of what he you don't yeah. see him in well, the yeah, actual see the it, aftermath. But you see the of aftermath. It. Yeah, that, well, that's also, yeah, I enough. actually think I think I pr I think I prefer seeing the aftermath to him actually doing it because it's like a very stark contrast, and I prefer that contrast to like. I don't need to actually see him do evil things. I think it's like, I think the hype buildup for him is stronger because you get that stark contrast. But also too, you you do get those moments like uh, when you pull out the master sword and there's that shot of him like uh, it's just uh, his face. Uh, 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 I, uh, like, uh, uh, I remember when like when I first played it. I didn't actually know that that happened in the game, so that actually came as a real shock when I first yeah. played it, because I didn't know that that happened. Like, and, because the only thing I knew about Ocarina of Time is like, oh, Sheik Zelda and like all, all this stuff, but like... <gasps> Spoilers! <laughs> um, I didn't know that Ganon took over the world, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. It's like, takes you off guard, and then you, like, it really, like, it wouldn't mean much if it didn't follow through with it. But like, speaking of I'm, which, I'm glad that, that it does. Um, on that note, like, I feel like Ganondorf is really effective in like the child part of the game, and to an mm -hmm. extent, some it, some parts of the adult. But it's just like, besides Hyrule Castle Town, to something about the fact that Hyrule Field looks unchanged has always bugged me in the adult half. Yeah, that you know that bothers me as well. That's probably the one part of it because you go to like. The Gorons and they're all locked up. You yeah. go to like the Zoras and they're frozen over. So like, right. you get it. You get this effect everywhere you go, but it is jarring to walk out into Hyrule Field and have this cheery music play. It's like it's, it's not. It's yeah. just kind of weird. It's a bit of a different take from the theme to the Dark World. The theme to the Dark <laughs> World. Yeah, I like those lyrics. Maybe uh, Exo Floss. 
Shut up. But it's, it's kind of like, it doesn't bother me that much because I, I'm willing to get over it because everything else has changed. Even Ingo on the farm has taken over and like, um, I'm willing to get over it because it's, to, to me, it seems like a minor point. It's for me, it's like when people complain about how Midna's Lament gets interrupted in Twilight Princess by the battle music. Mm, Which is wait. like technically I have technically I have an annoyance with it. Like I don't like that that happens, but it doesn't the really. Team to ruin the dark me. world is interrupted by I don't even know how to do a Matthew Matosis impression. <laughs> <laughs> that team to I can't do it. I mean, it's my like, point is basically that like I get the complaint and I agree with it, but it doesn't bother me that much, you know. Because the rest I of it is set up well, I think. Well, you know, here's something else that um, that I noticed while playing through Ocarina of Time again is that when you're a young when you're young Link, uh, there are like a lot of pea hats, like little like the giant plants that come out of the ground when you get near it. Like if you go towards like the Lake Hylia area or towards the Gerudo area, you're going to see a lot of the the giant pea hats there. But as an adult Link, those things are gone. You know, pea hats are kind of like they're plants. Their wildlife. So technically. what you're saying is that the game gets easier as it goes along. Well, the game I, mean, I think the is P just the consistently are never easy. Even a thing, yeah, to be honest, they are when so you're like, a kid that is, and you can't that fight is back. Something to note because when you're an adult, they're gone. When Gandorf takes over, they're gone. So some of the wildlife is dead. I don't yeah, know if that's what they were trying also, to go for. But... Also, the pose infests the fields. Oh, yeah. we'll talk about those damn pose. <laughs> oh, we're talking about those damn pose. <laughs> those Zartogs. What? But I do, I do think that they, the music, the music was a bit much. Probably should tone that down. <laughs> yeah, I, I um, I think they that you know, like they were limited on stuff they could do. I always wondered why, like, in the remake, they didn't add, you know, like, wagons or people walking around Hyrule Field in when you were young. Like, they sort of did in Breath of the Wild, like, had mm -hmm. NPCs walking around. I feel like that would have been a neat way to sort of show that, of like, oh yeah, those people aren't here anymore. It's just kind of bare. But I think not it's like, mostly that they just weren't committed to reimagining Ocarina of Time. Yeah, like they were, I think yeah. they were just strictly committed to like we are going Arena to translate this game one for one with improvements, and that was just their goal. And to be fair, I mean they did a stellar job for that. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I, I uh, think we can all agree that Ocarina of Time 3D is the way to play it. Right? Yes. Oh, my voice cracked. Woo! But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would agree. Okay. It is. It's a little. I I do kind of like. I was playing the N sixty four version uh, recently because I lost my three DS version. I don't know where the hell it went, but that happened to my sister uh, too. Like for some reason, just so small, man. I don't <laughs> like. It could be anywhere in my house. Like it could have dropped it accidentally. I don't know. But like I was playing the N sixty four version, and is definitely the three DS version is better. But I didn't kind of like. It's kind of like. I don't know how what the word for it is, but graphically, it's kind of like. Part of me is like I, I kind of appreciate how rough this is. I don't know. Yeah, like, I I I always love things that look a little jank. Like yeah. <laughs> I there that that animation of um, Link uh, uh, shooting his bow. It's just like. It just yeah. like snaps into position, and I always loved how 
awkward it looked. And I love the polygonal d design of a lot of these characters a lot. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's kind of it's like kind of endearing, like because I know yeah. the 3DS version definitely looks better, but it's also endearing to like look at weird, jaggy link nose, like <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, there's yeah. some sort of like retro appeal to it, which honestly, uh, like, wait, like, my thing is, I mean, I know Exo, you don't like the uh, the textures. The textures are stretched out guys, everywhere! Guys, sorry to interrupt you, but I just realized something that I had for this podcast. Ready? What's up? Ready? Mm -hmm. Okay, ready? <laughs> it's an ocarina! I have a- I have an I got- I have an ocarina. I have an ocarina too! Do you? Play the pr yeah. play? The Prelude of Light. I don't know how to play the Prelude of Light. Can can the rest of this podcast just be be me playing the ocarina? <laughs> it, Actually, it's like three actual, ocarinas. It's Michael, a, quickly say something. We gotta we gotta get past this. <laughs> I don't know why I just uh, thought of this. Um, I'm like a I'm like a child. Wow. I'm, uh, like, I saw his shiny oh, you're thing a on my child. wall and I said, uh, "Oh, uh, what a what oh, a stellar a observation." Anyways. Oh, Michael, why don't you insult me more, huh? <laughs> like, I'm trying to think of a funny way to deliver this, but I, I just can't think of it. I just... I think Ocarina what? of Time... Say, say a piece. I think Ocarina of Time is a fugly game, and I hate looking at it on N64. <laughs> Michael. And I think part of that is I didn't grow up with it, but... Like, like I said, you I look at any other game either. released in 1998, and they all look better. Any other game. Like, even fucking Glover. I've said that before, and I'll say it again. Glover has more color, it has more character, it has more appealing character designs. It just is much better on the eyes, and that's despite the fact that game has piss-poor draw distance, even. But I mean, I'm, I'm not disagreeing, so... <laughs> I mean, it, honestly, it could just be that I grew up with the game. I'm not going to rule that out of the question, but I never minded the way how it looked. I mean, like, I think I mean, the like, textures you know, are kid, ugly. And... I think the models are okay. Some of them are, anyway. <laughs> like, one of my favorite one of my favorite shots in the game is, like, we keep bringing up the part where you pull the Master Sword and Ganondorf's face shows up. Like, his, uh -huh, his yeah. face looks strangely detailed in that shot. It's like one of the few moments in the game where the graphics actually look good, in my opinion. Uh, but then you have like that scene where Zelda is like exposition dumping all over the place, and the camera the is like nestled within like these 2D flowers. You have like yeah. these teeny tiny 24 by 24 textured smeared across large surfaces. You have, you look into the Hyrule Castle market, and it's literally just a bunch of flat planes with textures on them with opacity maps. And then you like look down. At Kakariko Village from Goron Village, like you look down into the valley and you just see a bunch of flat plains, but buildings textured onto them. And then you like and then have you like see the rotoscoped sixty-four <laughs> dithered fifty-five says seven twenty p textures. And what about there, how when you go? And what about how when you go and into the Lost Woods and it's just like the the way is out are literally like cones. <laughs> okay, Michael, cry, cry a, me a 720p river 
Okay, I how like about, the textures. How about and let the me, bottles Michael, looking you like let me pointy my nonsense. my 17-paragraph comment in the comment section where I'm going to complain to you about how much time you spent talking about the graphics and text boxes. Yeah, I had to watch that. Yeah. Yes, and I had to Roasted. play it. Michael, <laughs> why don't you spend less time being a negative Nancy and start lying about how much you like this game? Just give me some lies and I'll be happy. Just jerk off my opinion, please. Well, if, if you have a problem with that, you can make your own review, sir. <laughs> make some fucking content, you lowlife. <laughs> well, no, it's just like... Anyways... I, I, yeah, I mean, right, I never right. really thought that, like... I never really did mind the way how Ocarina of Time looked. And even still, like, I mean, I do prefer the 3DS version over the N64 version, but I don't think it's, like, something... I don't think it's, like, a bad thing if you were to go play the N64 version, or vice versa. I, like, I think both... Like, I think... I mean, like, I think that, like, the 3DS version is obviously superior, especially with the uh, inventory management. But I don't think, like, the experience you get while playing the N64 version is marginally worse. I it's not like Majora's Mask 3D, where it's alone. like you're better off just playing the original and not the 3DS remake, because the 3DS remake fixes things that need to be fixed. But we'll get there. We'll get there. I, I feel like Listen. maybe it's easier for me to say this because I did not grow up with this game and it holds no mm. special meaning for me. And I'm not saying that people only like N64 version because of nostalgia or whatever. I'm just saying that the game did not connect with me the way it did with other people mm. because of that it makes it much easier for me to look at the n64 version especially with stuff like the text boxes like i have no idea what they were thinking with that like there is oh my no God. reason you shouldn't be able to fast forward those text boxes when every other game released in 1998 was doing it you play metal Michael. gear solid you play glover you play Spiral the Dragon, you play Crash 3, any of those games, you can skip cutscenes or fast-forward dialogue. But not Not Green of Time, the supposed best game of all time. I don't know why. But Michael, but Michael, listen to me. And listen to my 15-paragraph comment for a minute, okay? <laughs> I'm gonna timestamp every little thing you've said, and I'm going to explain why you're wrong. Okay? First Roast of all, first of all, the text box is not a big deal. I've got a small brain. <laughs> he, listen, folks, he said it, not me. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I honestly like. What was I gonna say? I, on, on the note of the best game of all time, you, you said that a lot in your review, uh, but maybe it's just because I'm young and stupid <laughs> and dumb. But I. <laughs> I've never really heard anybody say Ocarina of Time is the best game it's of all time. It's a generational thing. No, 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 no. Is it, no, no, is no. it just is, generational? Yes. No, that is definitely a thing, Hadox. Yeah, but I agree, Hadox, is that I know that they used to say it, but yeah. I think nowadays it's died down a bit. Oh, yeah. Because, But I know that there was once upon a time where it was, like, gospel. Can, Michael, can you, like, explain to me in words that I may understand uh, <laughs> of, like, how, like, like how was that information, uh, what's the word? How was that information delivered? Like, was it news outlets saying this or, like, it's, people around? Yes, it's like, it was it's, both. it is, like King K said, it's something that has died down recently. 
people don't say it as much, but if you read reviews from the time, if you read reviews from around the time that the other 3D Zelda games were coming out, like Wind Waker and Twilight Princess, if you read reviews of Ocarina of Time 3D, they will tell you about how it was the greatest game ever made. If you look at top 10 video game lists of all time released after Ocarina of Time came out. I remember distinctly when Skyward Sword came out, IGN did some kind of like poll to decide whether Ocarina of Time and Skyward Sword was Mm -hmm. better. And somehow Skyward Sword won, which I guess was is a testament to new Zelda syndrome. And people got really, really upset about it. Like they could you want to know something? It. People got more upset at is when Undertale won over Ocarina of Time on the GameFAQs uh-huh. poll. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> that. Because it's that. true. It's true. You know, I mean, but maybe I think that I, was... that I, I feel like that marked the tide changing a little bit. Like where people were. I don't know if it was just the Undertale hype, but like I think it was part clearly, of it. Clearly, I think it's died down recently. Like. Because I'm sure people still believe it. I definitely still believe it, but, um... Uh, you can even look I, like, at, like, Zelda tier lists on Tier Maker. And it's just like, if, if, Breath, of, if like, Breath of the Fart Cloud isn't number one, then usually it's... Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, don't you dare insult my favorite Zelda game. If Breath of the Wild isn't on the top of the list, well, it's, it's clearly Spirit Tracks. What's weird is that... Since I made my Twilight Princess video, that video is my most viewed video ever made. Every time I look at the comments, they're all positive. It's, I remember, like, I don't know if this is like a general thing, but like, I remember the days where people did not like Twilight Princess, but it seems like- Yeah, I remember that too. I think that's a generational thing too. Yeah. Like, uh, cause it's, when Twilight Princess came out, it was liked, but it was like a new Zelda game came out, so it has to be good, right? Kind of thing. Well, people always talk about how Wind Waker was despised until, like, recently, which, or not recently, but, uh, like, maybe 2010 or so it started shifting. Like, that's always the narrative that people say. But when I was starting to pay attention to video games more, it was always like Wind Waker is the best and Twilight Princess is the worst Zelda game. Like out of all of them. <laughs> I think that's and, just like contrarian sin- syndrome though, because like you take a game that's been getting like glowing reviews like Twilight Princess, people are saying that's just like, oh my god, is the video game equivalent of Lord of the Rings? Whoa! <laughs> and people were they are like, saying that? Am I the only one who liked Wind Waker? Am I the only one who liked this? Hey, Alec is still out on this podcast. Wait, yeah, I, I'm just saying it's, it's that kind of mentality, you know? Yeah. It, it's, people actually and I noticed this a lot. I noticed this a lot where it's like, you know, Majora's Mask came out. People didn't really care much for it because it wasn't like Ocarina of Time. When Waker comes out, people go back to Twilight I'd Princess. Like, well, I'm going to go find a quote for like? you guys. Uh, about <laughs> Ocarina of Time? No, about like when Majora's Mask. When a new Zelda Mask. game comes out, it does really good critically. Breath of the Wild is the exception to this, by the way. You know, it does really good critically, and then, but you know, fans don't really care for it. They go back and realize, oh hey, no, this game is good. Twilight Princess comes out. They go back to Wind Waker. Oh wow, no, Wind Waker's the best game. Skyward Sword comes out. People are like, ah, I like the motion controls. Oh wow, Twilight Princess is great. But people haven't really done that with Skyward Sword and Breath of the Wild, so. No, that's like the, the exception to the rule. Yeah, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> I mean, but you know, I do hear people say that Skyward Sword is like better narratively. Uh, um, you know what? Only Actually, by default, 
<laughs> I would agree. I would actually agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> because Breath of the Wild wants to have its cake and eat it too with the story. And it right, doesn't work. We're, we gotta we're not that. going we there. Save that. We gotta save it. Save table our Table that discussion. <laughs> I, I'm gonna become. Bring, I, I want the antagonist of this, the internet. We need to bring please. this back. I actually I, think, though, I have a good transition point. Because we were Do just it. talking about how everybody loves Ocarina of Time, but recently there have been many criticisms against it. Like, many. Like Aaron Hansen, <laughs> my least favorite YouTuber! Have been raised against it. And I just, Ego like, Raptor, I just find Ego it a very Raptor. fascinating cultural shift. Like, because clearly the people saying these things are not all the people who grew up with it, if you know what I mm -hmm. mean. Because I think it really is that generational thing where, like, I guess, yeah, people, like, like, I, I don't know if I, I guess I sh have to include myself, even though I don't rail against it, but like, I'm not part of that group. So like, yeah. I'm the after party, essentially. And like, so when people go to like, <sighs> I guess I just have to outright address the sequelitis thing. Like, Aaron <laughs> because that, that really, that video blew up in a big way. And it really did influence a lot of people's like, and I don't disagree with the whole video, you know, but like, because even I remember at the time being a little swayed by the rhetoric of like, the things that A Link to the Past did, or the original did, that Ocarina didn't do, and I, f I feel like it's interesting to talk about like, the transition from 2D to 3D, because I think that's the major sticking point here, that's where people are like, Everything changed when the Fire Nation attacked and mm. the polygons entered and people talk about Z-targeting Z is like a meme now or something. Well, it was a meme back then. I don't know if it's a meme now, but I, I feel like it's just, I, I don't get what some of those things are supposed to mean. I, I'm phrasing that as eloquently as I possibly can because when when he talks about like, when anyone really talks about how like you opening a chest having a cutscene is bad now or like the fact that you have to target enemies which by the way the lock-on was such a revolutionary feature that almost yeah. every game ever made afterwards if there wasn't lock-on he would have been complaining that there wasn't lock-on yeah it's it's just like I don't want to make this into let's circle jerk this guy but like well, like, I, I, feel, I really do think it's it spawned the weird popular how criticisms much against of it, it though. Like, and I'm gonna say this: how much of that blowing up was just that? Hey, I already kind of didn't think this game was as good as other people say, and here's someone explaining why they don't like it. I'm going to re just say what this guy's saying. You know what I mean? Oh, like, Steve, who, does that, who else does that sound like? Wait, pause. Jenny? I, I want to say, I, I want to make a defense of Aaron Hansen. No, I'm wow. not. I'm not. I'm actually no, not. I wanna, but I want to say, I want to say my piece though. I want, but I want to say, because I actually like that video a lot. Uh, because I think it's a well-made. You know, obviously some some points are yeah. I don't know. I don't agree with all of it, but I think it's pretty well-made. It's a well-made piece of criticism that I think. Um, spawned a more detailed discussion of Ocarina of Time critically 
that than it did have I've, prior. Maybe that's say. fair to say. It's, it's. I don't know how well you could prove that is the only thing. I, I but I always I like it, it's anecdotal evidence, of course. But I remember when it came out, like. There were so many response videos to Ocarina of Time of, like, why people loved it and why they disagreed or, like, what people thought of it. You know, if you look at the comment section to that video as well, there's, like, thousands and thousands of comments and they're long and detailed. And I really like that. And I also think, too, just, like, the the style that he presented in that video spawned a lot of other similar sort of content creators in that style, which was also a really good thing. And I think, like, when people look back on Sequelitis, they don't sort of... And not, not, not you, of course, my beautiful little doves, um, mm-hmm. but, like, some some people, I think, are quick to dismiss Aaron Hansen's uh, whole video. Because I, I, I like it. And there were I think, points uh, that were made that were at least thought-provoking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, and it, like, I mean, I remember when I watched it, uh, when it came out, I, I remember liking the video, and I remember thinking that, it, you know, it was well-made. I'm not docking points off of that. But the main takeaway I... I, I, I rem- the, the main thing that I remembered was just like one Skyward Sword is bad because motion controls and structure are bad and also the game is slow. And I'm like, okay, well, that's kind of Which the only impression not. that I have left. So, mm. I I don't. It's in, been years like since I, I said it, earlier. Though, I don't entirely disagree with the things that he said. Like, in terms of like how the game is structured, like there like there definitely was a shift in structure. Like, like a decision was made uh, based on whether the game wanted to continue being story focused or be completely open, and we kind of know what, what direction they decided to choose over the years until they backpedaled that with Breath of the Wild. Hmm. I think the the sticking point is whether pe- what people actually want, like what do Zelda fans actually want. Because I, I know that a lot of people resonated with that video specifically because he brought up the idea that all of a sudden you are being guided by the story rather than guided by yourself, if you know what I mean. Like, and I think that was that's the thing that ignited the wildfire of Zelda discussion in general. Is should we? Because there, I feel like we should talk about Link Between Worlds in this retrospective too. I mean, we can talk about whatever we want in this retrospective, to be fair. I mean, it's not technically a 3D Zelda game, but I feel like it's... It's a Zelda game that uses 3D models. Well, yeah, but I mean, I feel like I can't properly articulate what it is I hate about Botwa unless if we talk about Link Between Worlds. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it would be fair because that that did affect, in a way, that affected the progression of Zelda in 3D, that game. Yeah. Like, it was kind of like a testing ground for it, rather, like... But then um, they threw that all out the window. <laughs> okay, Michael, chill out. Anyway, uh, so I want. Can I say I, one more thing about the? You mentioned the point of like you being guided by the story versus guided by you. Well, I was actually going to say that we should just talk about that more in depth. Yeah. And step step away from specifically the sequelitis thing, and then yeah, because talk about the this, game. Itself. This was this was kind of if you look at it overall. It was kind of a departure from the idea of like, because a link to the past was like, we're gonna try to make this more 
guided. Like we're gonna try to guide the players more, give it more story. We can't exactly make it super open because it would be a technical nightmare to try and like, you know, so they're like, we're gonna, we're gonna narrow the scope a little more. And then that happened more in Ocarina. Like it didn't like go full tilt yet, but it would like, I think they started to refine their craft a little more with Ocarina because I don't know if this is controversial or not, but I think Ocarina handles its progression far better than A Link to the Past, which feels confused, but that's just me. Um, Hater! You didn't grow up with it. I mean, like, because this is, this, this is far more complicated than me preferring a type of progression. I mean, for fuck's sake, Twilight Princess is one of my favorite games ever, you know? Like, it, I don't, I'm not, like, exclusively one camp or the other in terms of this linear, non-linear thing. I think it's more about the game needs to commit if it yeah. doesn't like because the my biggest problem with a link to the past is that it felt like it was afraid to commit and then nothing happened as a result Ocarina of time there are sequence breaks and stuff that you can do some of them not even sequence breaks where you can do stuff out of order But none of it really matters because you're still being guided by an overall story And I think it did it way better than a link to the past did like not only is it more detailed um, and I know that there are problems with the text box speed, so maybe the pace of the story, unless you're playing the 3DS version, is a little slow. But I do think that it was a smart move to focus, to like pick a side, if you know what I mean, and stop like muddying the waters by making a weird half-baked compromise. Because I really like playing Ocarina of Time and being like, whoa, this game's like about, like you're growing up into an adult and you're fighting Ganon, you have like real interactions, the boss, like when you fight Phantom Ganon, Ganon like talks to you and stuff, and it's like, wow, this feels really fleshed out, and like the world feels fleshed out. And coming off of, like, it almost feels like A Link to the Past was like the stepping stone, and then Ocarina of Time was like, let's build on that. And I really like that about it. I, I'm not, I don't think that it becoming more linear was necessarily a problem, like, because I'm sure many people would think that. Right. I, 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 I don't know, like, whenever I think about this sort of discussion, my mind tends to go to, like, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2, of, like, uh, when people sort of complained about, like, I'm saying, like, a lot, I, like, apologize. <laughs> uh, there, like, the, there's this idea that it's inherently bad if you put a waypoint on a map and you're told to go there. Uh, that was something, I, again, I don't want this video to be entirely about sequelitis, but, like, that's a point that's often stated by people who sort of, uh, sound those same points of, like, Ocarina of Time tells you to go somewhere, and then you gotta walk and do it. And I've never really minded that. Like, I, I kinda enjoy walking around aimlessly. Um... And I always enjoy, like, the, the, the quiet moments in video games kind of like that. Like the, the Shadow of the Colossus horse rides to the next Colossus. Uh, you know, sort of smaller moments where you're just walking through the world and taking it all in. I, I never really minded doing that. And plus two, I don't know if it's even that big of an issue because you have the ocarina songs to teleport you to locations after yeah and i'm really glad that they that they have some <laughs> kind of even though they take like too that. long to unlock and kakariko yeah, village is one of the last that's ones you fair. get and there is an azora's is domain warp you have to walk all the way back up there and you can't take the horse 
Actually, you can take the forest part of the way, but yeah. I never used Epona, by the way. I, <laughs> like, unless it was mandatory, I never used Epona for some reason. Mm, like, yeah. I don't know why. I I, <clears throat> I never understood the complaint of the world That's being the thing too big. Too, is like, I, I'll go to bat for Ocarina, but I, I need to make this clear right now. I There are things about it that I flat out think are just done better in future games or game. <laughs> um, just say that. <laughs> like, and one of them is the overworld. Because I do yes, think that the way that you're that. asked... The way that you're asked to go from place to place... I am glad there's a fast travel system of any kind in the game, but it is kind of insufficient in how... And it's like, a backtrack from, like, to the past's flute. Yeah, I'll give it that, too. And Epona, like, I do unlock Epona, because it's just something you can do, but Epona yeah. doesn't really feel, like, that useful, mostly because of the overworld, like, the only thing you do in the overworld is the Poe Hunt. Yes. And otherwise, you're just traveling from place to place. So you could use Epona, I guess, but he just doesn't, like, she doesn't feel super... Useful? Ow. Yeah. Like, there's just almost no point. Like, you you save, like, a minute or two. You know? I think, honestly, Epona's more of just, like, a novelty. Like, it is faster, but you're more so doing it just so you can ride around a field on a horse. Just yeah. for that kind of thrill. And I do, I do, to give Epona credit, I like the little vignette of getting her back. Like, mm -hmm. uh escaping that race uh the the racetrack with that the guy who runs it now i always mm -hmm. like that a lot um but it, also too like as opposed to something like breath of the wild where you can just press a button and if your horse is in range it will come apona like you have to play a song that takes a lot of time and it's just usually not very time effective i think or it never well, granted, okay way. so the difference between that and uh and with Breath of the Wild is that your horse has to be in the vicinity of the area. Yeah, the opponent you can true. call just about anywhere, and she'll peel, and uh, she'll come up. Yeah, I, I don't know. You're confusing <laughs> me with it, logic. Chief. The overworld feels weird, and because when you look at a link to the past, the overworld feels like it doesn't really even feel like an overworld. It just kind of feels like like the place you're in because a lot mm -hmm. of the towns are just like the thing about ocarina is that it starts segmenting everything like very rigidly and it, there's almost like no point in having an overworld because nothing is in the overworld the overworld it's is a just consequence a consequence of 3d because yeah. it you can't the n64 had limited draw distance and limited memory like only four megabytes and had a slow processor so you couldn't have that continuous type of scroll loading from the Super Nintendo and yeah. NES games. Like you had to split everything into smaller chunks of geometry. But mm -hmm. that said, did the overworld need to be a giant expanse of nothing? No. It could have been smaller. Well, something else too to think about, I guess. And if, if I'm rambling, then stop me. But... 
one of the things about this game that I always found kind of interesting was the development process. Like some of the things that were cut, some of the ideas that they had that were scrapped, the whole thing with Ura Zelda, the expansion. Uh, but one of the earliest concepts for this game was that the entire game was supposed to take place inside Ganon's tower. Like Ganon's tower would be the hub world and then you would go into different areas of said castle and that would be like a new area that you would go to. The way how I always kind of viewed Hyrule Field, and especially now, like, with that kind of knowledge in mind, like, the way how I always viewed Hyrule was, like, some sort of, like, level select, where it's like, you know, you start out in Kokiri Forest, but then once you go there, you know, you're in this big central field, and off on all the different corners, those would take you to the different dungeons, you know what I mean? So it's more like just, like, a glorified, like, a more open Peach's Castle, I guess. That's, yeah. how, I, that's how I start viewing it nowadays. Well, Peach's Castle was more charming. It was also extremely it claustrophobic. Also, yeah. It was claustrophobic, well, it was also, but it also meant it didn't take a million quickly. years to get everywhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not... Well, uh, I, mean, I, I, I wouldn't know. even have that much of a problem with the overworld if you did more in it. Mm -hmm. Like, Yeah. Because it just... It kind of feels useless because it, like... I, I will say one thing. I do like how some sometimes you can, like... Like, you can go in the water in Gerudo Valley and you'd end up at Lake Hylia. Like, I, I think that's charming. Some like, sort of like um, connectivity between the different locations. Yeah, mm. but I don't. I, I don't know. I I I tend to really like the overworld for some reason. It's. I'm, I'm not saying that to be a contrarian well, little just, b word just, here. What What is it about <laughs> it that appeals to you, Hadox? It's It's the fact that I. I I enjoy large expanses of nothing. Uh, <laughs> well, that explains why Bot was your favorite. <laughs> I I just love. Obviously, I like the mobility options in Breath of the Wild a lot more. But just just something is inherently goofy about Link running in this giant empty space that I kind of love, where he's rolling around and grunting and <laughs> sidestepping and walking backwards. Yeah, I have fond memories that of That sounds like just... the weirdest porn. <laughs> I, I have walking fond memories of like grunting. Walking place to place and uh you know, sometimes there'd be a hole you could fall into and <laughs> uh I, there's that little pathway from I think Kakariko village where there's the water, you know what I'm talking about? And I think you go mm -hmm. to Zora's domain that way. And for some reason, I just have like an image in my head of like just crossing that path and and that's what i remember a lot just crossing that path and also too i i always used to watch and this is an entirely different topic that i don't want to derail right now but i i'd always watch like ocarina of time speed runs when i was a kid and i used mm -hmm. to be kind of okay at it actually um my friend cody and i used to uh, speedrun, I'd like speedrun Mario Sunshine, and he would do Ocarina of Time, and we'd like play side by side, and y you can do a lot of interesting tech on the field too, which is kind of why I like it. It's like that that memory of watching him speedrun and like, just, for some reason it's inherently satisfying to, to, to cross the field. And uh, I can recognize that it's not very game design well objectively <laughs> objectively which exists I'm an objective critic <laughs> no only but, a Sith um, deals in absolutes that is very true 
but I, I don't know. I, I kind of dig it. I do. I do think Termina Field is better, though. I will oh, say yeah. that. I, I like the music a lot more there I mean, too. I'll just I'll just say that the Twilight Princess is better. That is true too. Yeah. yeah no. Yes. I agree. By far. I love that. <laughs> Though I actually I actually think I have a fondness for Termina Field as well. So. Mostly because of the masks you get, but that's another yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. It's another another time for another day. I don't think that's another, how you say that, but... Oh, I get it, because uh, time... Aka... No, the time Ocarina. is fast. The time is fast. Ocarina. It's okay. The time has come. And so have to I. To talk about... My goal is Segway. Segway, come on. Oh, oh, awesome. should, if we're talking about the overworld already, then we should probably just do, like... Some of the side content and uh, you know because, okay yeah yeah that, that's actually um, that's related to it kind of yeah because I mean, like while the, the while the overworld is transitioning really bland, topics think, properly <laughs> <laughs> you know I, I like while the overworld is pretty bland not gonna lie the actual like villages and towns and hubs and everything like that they are actually filled with a lot of stuff to do like, I'm doing, like, I'm actually playing um, Ocarina of Time right now. Like, not at this very moment, but I'm recording footage <laughs> for it. Um, and I'm doing the... I could the, if I uh, wanted the, to. The, I have my the, Wii U gamepad right next to me. I could just turn it on. <laughs> Let's all start playing and not talking. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'm doing the uh, the mass side quest. And what I don't like about it is that you really don't get anything from it. But, like, you can actually, like, go to, like, Saria, or you can even go back to Zelda with the mask, and she'll she'll talk about it. And one thing that I think is actually kind of interesting with the way how they characterize Zelda is, you know, she's a princess, she's shelter, she doesn't really know a whole lot about the uh, about the uh, the outside world. You get the Keaton mask, and, you know, you talk to people about it, and they're like, oh, wow, Keaton, that's that one famous character that I know about. I know what that is. You go. You go to. I Zelda. know what that is. I know what that is. I clapped. <laughs> but like, you go to Zelda wearing that mask, and she goes, "Oh, what is that? Is that a mouse?" And you're like, "No." So she doesn't know what that is. You go with her with the bunny hood. She's like, "I don't know what those floppy things are. Are those supposed to be ears? You look like you got four ears." So it's like it's something that a lot of people completely miss, but it shows that like Zelda's kind of sheltered, you know. And I didn't really realize that until you know, like playing this just now like I, I was thinking to myself like you know you talk to all these people they react differently whenever you're wearing a mask like depending on which mask you wear it's you get like a different reaction i wonder if zelda would say anything and lo and behold she does and i think that's that's really cool and a lot of people don't talk about that is the song of storms in this game yes yes i love when you learn <laughs> the song of storms that's my that's really one of my favorite moments like you're just pissing off this dude that's just trying to chill and you're ruining his day. And you like, <laughs> you essentially time fuck him too. Like, you, you, you displace this man. And I think it's really funny. Also too, I just have so many memories of trying to fucking herd those chickens, or the cuckoos rather, into mm. um, Kakariko oh. Village. And if that, Majora's like Mask didn't make you hate Anju, this game will. <laughs> It's my hey, favorite. No, Majora's Mask didn't it. make me hate Andrew. Majora's Mask made me really like the character. I, <laughs> I, yeah, I, also, I also really love all of the characters in this game. That, that relates to the side content, I guess, that I think. But I like, I love how you can, like, uh, Dampe is in the Kakariko graveyard and, like, he's digging shit up. But then you come back and he's fucking dead. <laughs> and, and it's like, what, what the fuck happened? 
He's dead, I, and, he, and he's like, he has a race in his grave, and he's like, here, I'm gonna give you a special item if you win this give race. Do <laughs> it again, you get a piece of a heart. Yeah, he's like, like, it, to... like even even in death, he wants to play games, you know, because he starts out with his grave digging tour, and then when he dies, he's like, I got a race now. It's, yeah, it's race my ghost for a hook that fucker. Also, um, I I I think all of the characters here are super memorable. And perhaps it's because they're reinforced uh, with Majora's Mask. You know, you revisit a lot of the same character models, so you kind of mm. know them. But, like, the, the there's so many iconic character moments, like whether that be Darunia dancing or... Yeah, uh, that what's really the awkward King's animation. Name? Yeah, it's <laughs> That it's beautiful sick. animation, excuse you. I love that. Oh, it's so good. That just comes off um, as so dated and stilted to me. I don't care, Michael. It's wonderful. Stop being such a negative Nancy. Uh, that's going to be the title of this podcast. Michael bees a, bees a negative Nancy for 70 hours. It's weird and then because in the corner, we're going to have a giant bee. It's, yes. If you recall back to our original podcast on this, I was kind of like margin, marginally positive and most of you guys were maybe doing most of the picking. We barely on said it. anything at all when I listened back. <laughs> Because we did, like, Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time in the same podcast, right? Did we? Did we? I'm pretty yeah, sure we did. We did. Yeah, That's I don't because even remember we, we that. barely talked about Ocarina of Time at all. We talked about it for less than an hour, and then we were like, let's talk about Majora's Mask now. <laughs> which we also talked about for, like, less than an hour. I'd like I to don't... think that we've improved. <laughs> I don't even remember. Fanfiction. Oh, boy. Like, it, like, you know most you of that, too, it. was, like, Michael being like, I hate Anju and Cafe. Really? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. See, who's the one with the bad memory now, Michael? Ooh! <laughs> hey, hey, like you remembered, Haydox. Yeah, I did. <laughs> of course I did. I like uh, the part where King Zora Zoroastria, that's his name? Zora King Zora. <laughs> what, what's his name? Just King Zora. King Zora. Yes. I love when he's moving. He's moving, he goes, yeep, oh, yeep, yeep. And he's moving his thick ass across This is one of those things where I've evolved through the years, the two years. <laughs> um, I, You know what? I, I just like, I remember there was a time where I was like, why does King Zora take like a minute to cross? And I think about it some more and I'm like, it's just silly, you know, like, yeah. there's, like, there's really no other reason for them to implement that. They just like, it's just a jab. Like, it's just kind of like a joke. And I'm yeah. like, eh. well, it's, yeah, it's and good like, to show like, contempt for your audience. Just ask Michael. Shut Bay. up, Michael. You show contempt for your like, audience all the time. <laughs> Whoa, Mr. Plank, when you get here? About, like, I think about like, why do you have to play Saria's song for Darunia? And two years ago, I was like, "Yeah, that's dumb." But then I think I like I think about it more, and I'm like, "You, you just make him dance," and he's like, "Hey, you're my brother now, and I want to hug you." <laughs> and it's it's just kind of like, eh, you know, like. Can we talk about that real quick? Because like people always complain, this is like, oh, so I have to go all the way back don't, to don't Cut, start Cut, from Forest to the Lost Woods to learn <laughs> Don't start Dan on that one. Okay, but, listen, but we know they, that there's the secret passage. No. Yes, but what you do, there's secret passage, and then you just have to you light a what? Deku stick, and then you hit the yes, bomb, but and then you right, 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 right. have to do that. That is and literally so like, obscure that they use it for a master quest puzzle, I need Ryan. To, I need to, Michael, I need to right say, there. I need to say something. I need to make, an, I need to make a statement, <laughs> all right? 
I, I Everybody thinks they're the first one right to now. tell us that. I, I need to make a statement. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> okay. I, I don't know if, I don't know what, what came over me. I don't know if I've been whipped into this or if like I actually have changed like I I don't think I dislike that anymore. I I don't character think character development. I those moments of like all right. I I I concede that I I don't agree with those things anymore. We're like cuz like when I first played it I was like why why do you gotta give a fish to the Jabu Jabu? Or like, why do you gotta like... And the more that I, I've played it, the more I'm like... This isn't like the most obscure thing in the universe, especially after playing Zelda 1. Like... In Zelda 1, there's like a fucking slab of meat, and you're like, here. Throw <laughs> that at somebody in level 7. Like... <laughs> it's like, I play yeah. that, and I'm like, that's that's way too far. Like. But then I play Ocarina and I'm like, I do appreciate having progression that is not necessarily always signposted. Like, and I, I, I remember getting a bunch of comments that are like, if you talk to this NPC, they'll tell you, like, they'll give you a hint. I was, I was also about like, to say, you said I, like, I was, the information was, is like, there, except to look for it. I remember my my response was always like, well, why do I gotta, why do I gotta go out of my way and do that? Like, why can't they just tell me what to do? And then over the years, I'm like, that's like that's kind of boring to me. The more that I think about it, like the the like I like, and it made me realize that the re like the way that those optional optional quote unquote items that you need for progression are handled is like what they're doing is asking you to engage with the entirety of the world, and I know it's contentious. And it even got me angry two years ago. Like, why do I gotta do this? Why do I gotta do that? But like, nowadays I play it, and I'm like, I talked to this Goron outside of, uh, I talked to this Goron outside of Darunia's room, and he's like, oh, Darunia really loves the dance, and he's like, he he really likes the sound of the forest, and I'm like, whoa, that's kind of like, that's kind of cool. And then you search around the room, and you're like, whoa, the, there's a. <laughs> <laughs> the goddamn shortcut that triggers me when I think about it still, but like, because <laughs> I, I feel like I was whipped into submission. But like, it, this is not necessarily about the comments that I got, because for a long time I just was like, no. But I, then I'm like, you explore the, the cave, and you're like, whoa, you f you suddenly find a shortcut to Saria, and you you explore the lost woods. Because I mean, for fuck's sake, I didn't explore the lost woods until I had to, like. Cause I, cause you, you're like shoved out of that forest really quickly. So like when you end up in the lost woods, I was like, it's almost like, why am I here now? And then you explore that place and you figure out the puzzle. Like, cause it's easy for me to take this stuff for granted nowadays. And I'm not necessarily saying that it's a good thing just because the game's old. I'm just saying that like, it's like going into lost woods. is like, I know what you're supposed to do in the lost woods. But like, when I didn't know what you were supposed to do, it's kind of novel to explore that place. You know, like I, it's a little rough. The things that they ask you to do in the main progression, be like, why, why do you have to go to Dompe's grave so that you can get the hook shot? You know, like, and play a race. And I, I've realized that all of it is to get you to engage with the world more thoroughly. And I appreciate that a lot more than how 
than even <laughs> than even how it was done in Twilight Princess. Even though I prefer Twilight Princess, but I kind of like that they they give you little bits and pieces of like, hey, go out and find out what to do. And it's not like it's not obscure enough to annoy me like it is in Zelda One, where they literally just like, here's meat. You need to give this meat to a guy who doesn't even indicate that he's hungry. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I, I just, I appreciate that over time. Can we more take a than, moment to like, acknowledge the reverse revisionist history of Zelda 1? What do you mean? <laughs> like, essentially, originally it was like, wow, this game is a classic. It's amazing because I played it and we talked about what to do at school when I was five. And then later on, people played it again and like, this game does not explain what you're supposed to do very well. And then that was the common opinion for a while. And then all of a sudden people are like, no, this game's actually genius. And they moved away from it. And it's- Who yeah. said this? Who I said think this? it's, I think it's just the internet's tendency to take absolute stances because mm -hmm. my opinion of Zelda one nowadays is like, I think there are some really cool secrets and I think there are some really dumb secrets. I think people just kind of, they don't see the forest for the trees, if you know what I mean. They're like, they don't like, they're just like, I want this philosophy of Zelda to survive. But then they kind of adopt that philosophy into an overall overarching opinion. And they don't like, because I play Zelda 1 and I'm like, I actually, I do like the idea that you're kind of just thrown in there and you got to figure out what to do. But I don't like when it's so obtuse that it's just like, what the fuck? Like, that's when it becomes like, because I, I get what people are saying, but it comes off as them just being like, Zelda 1 is the best thing ever. And, and not, that's not even mentioned the fucking combat in that game. That's not even this discussion, but probably like Zelda 1 more if the combat wasn't infuriating as fuck. <laughs> Zelda 1 is like a guilty pleasure for me. But that's why I like Ocarina of Time, because it feels like a happy middle ground. Like, mm -hmm. it feels like they, they decided they were going to take a story focus, and they're like, we're going to make it a little more linear. And I'm like, okay. And I can accept that contract if the story is interesting, and I think it is. And I, I remember once saying that I don't care about story in Zelda. Nowadays, I'd say I do. Especially after Breath of the Wild. And... I, I enjoy the fact that they give you hints. I cannot, I, I actually cannot believe, if I said this to myself two years ago, I don't like, I don't know how I would react, but I like that they don't tell you like everything that you're supposed to do. But I do like, it's not super obtuse. Also on top of that, one thing I also like about the game, it, it kind of goes back to some of the side content again, is, you know, once when, you get Zelda's lullaby, Young Link's areas just kind of open up. Like, you still have to do Dodongo's Cavern, then you have to do Inside Jabu Jabu. But again, once we do like, like the mass side quest, that really is nudging you to like go to these different areas, take your time in these different areas, talk to everybody that you can. Maybe you can even go to the Gerudo place, see what's going on over there. You can't really do anything, but if you jump off a bridge and you, you land on a little <laughs> cliff, you get a heart piece for it, you know? So like, you still have stuff to do, while you're a kid, you don't even have to go to the second dungeon just yet. And I actually really like that. Like, it's not completely railroaded. It's not like there's not roadblocks every single step that you take. You know, it's it's blocked off enough. Like, you can't go directly to Gerudo Fortress. But, you know, there's still stuff to do. 
And I really like that. It encourages you to go out and explore a little bit. And even, even this is also something that I, that I kind of realized as well, where it's like, I think it's the last Zelda game that I could think of where, you know, you, let's say you bomb like a hole in a wall, you discover that there's a great fairy there and you get like, a, like a magic spell, like, uh, uh, what was it? Nehru's Love or Dense Fire, uh, Floor's Wind. Retinas. Yes. <laughs> And it's like, you could argue that those really aren't worth anything, Wait, but I think it's really cool say? to like go out there, find these things, and it's just like, oh wow, you know, I could have completely missed this. The ice arrows, whoa! The fire arrows, whoa! Wow! Like, yeah, Majora's Mask doesn't really have I, anything I do like kind of like how you have to shoot the sun to get the fire arrows. Like, yeah. yeah! You know, yeah. Breath of, like, Breath of the Wild, like, we're gonna, like, talk about this in a little bit, like, you know, later, 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 but with Breath of the Wild, there really isn't anything like that. You know, you bomb a hole in a wall, you get, like, uh, a bow or a shield or something like that. You don't get like a, like a spell or anything, I don't know, you know, Ryan. This ain't it, Chief, as Michael would like to say a million times <laughs> over to hammer that meme dead into the ground, much like Dampe. Okay. Please stop. Stop, Michael. Stop laughing. Stop. Michael, you're making me feel uncomfortable with that hanacious laugh. Hanacious. Okay. They're going for different feels, Ryan, but I will agree I mean, I know that... I know they're going for different feels, but like even like yeah. with Wind Waker or Twilight Princess or Skyward Sword, like it, it didn't really feel like that. Like If you're playing like Link to the Past, you know, you're just doing some exploration. Oh, hey, look at this, the Quake Medallion. Whoa! It's, it's like that kind of... It, it's always... that kind of discovery, you know? There is, there is like a little... There, but there is that in Breath of the Wild, kind of. There's the 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 what are they called? The like the Rivali's Gale, Darunia's protection. Those oh, things yeah, you those get you from get the dungeons. Story. Those you are, those you yeah. are yeah, going like, to get no matter what. You don't have to get like any like the, the great fairy those, spells. Oh my god! Imagine if those were optional. items. holy shit! That, yeah. I mean, they technically are optional. But like, like, and that, you know, that's, that's more so like, what I'm talking about. Is like the optional stuff. Like you know, if you get like a great sword you know, in a cave somewhere, it's going to act, it's going to have like the same kind of properties as the other great swords that you're going to find in Breath of the Wild. You know what I mean? I'm talking about something that's like completely yeah. different. Something that's like radically different than anything that you're used to. Like if you bomb a cave and then all of a sudden you get like this screen nuke spell or something like that, like that'd be really cool. Yeah, I always wondered, I mean, I disagree to some extent because I, I really like the items in Breath of the Wild, which is an entirely different beast. But I always wondered why Divine they didn't... Ex beast. They didn't experiment hey. more with like magic, because mm -hmm. they like they they do, Link does use magic in Ocarina of Time, and you could argue that he does in uh, you know Majora's Mask with the masks. But I always wondered why he didn't like they didn't do any more spells like that. I mean, you got like, like the uh, ice rod, the fire rod, and the yeah, but those yeah, are like really like, spells. Playing you know? this has been a little illuminating because. I used to be like, well, Din's fire is the only one that has any use at all. Yeah. And then, I, and then I actually started using like Furore's wind, mm. and I'm like, that that's actually like, I was in the fire temple, and I was like, let me put Furore's wind right next to the boss key door, and I got the boss key, and I'm like, let me use Furore's wind. Yeah. You know, and you just mm -hmm. warp right back. That one's not the best example because once you get the boss key, you just basically loop right back to the beginning. But that's why I don't like the fire temple very much. But that's another topic entirely. So the but when you use it in like the water temple, for instance, mm -hmm. I think you have a much easier time navigating it if you're using Furore's Wind to go back to key areas that you find. Yeah. Um, and I never like, 
I don't know why I never thought to use the thing. Like, I don't know if that's like, I'm not willing to use it or if the game just doesn't give you enough incentive for it or like I, think I it's got that. it too late. Because like oftentimes I kind of forget that I have Furor's Wind. Yeah. But I know so it's also like really useful when, uh, for when you're speed running. Like I remember when uh, Retropolis did the Ocarina of Time stream, he used that a fair bit. I I think it's just that like the dungeons are designed in a way that I guess uh, do we want to transition to dungeon design now? Oh, glorious leader King K. Or, I don't know, Michael. Did you have anything to say specifically about side quests? Because I think you wanted to talk about the Poe stuff. All oh. right, his Poe rant. Get a, get ready, everybody, for Michael's Poe problems. And I want to get that segment. done with before we move on to another topic. Because mm. the Michael, Poe. Why don't okay, you here's the problem with the Poe side quest. You need. Get ready. You have to put the po Okay, there are ten big puzzles, if I'm not mistaken. Ten big puzzles. And they all spawn, and the game does not explain how it works at all. It's like there are like ten spots on the map where they will spawn. And you can only get one Poe from each of those spawn points. But the problem is, is that those spawn points are not marked or signposted whatsoever. The game doesn't tell you that that's how it works. So as far as I knew when I was playing it for the review, they just randomly spawn in the field and you could keep coming back to the same places and find them. Or maybe they'll just spawn randomly whatsoever. No, turns out there are exactly 10 spawn points. They will only spawn one Poe, and once you get that Poe, they will not spawn there again. And the game does not explain yep. that. Uh, more importantly, you need bottles to carry the Poe's back to that whatever that weird little guy is. And because you can only... You get the fourth bottle from completing this quest... So that means that you have to make a minimum of four trips between Hyrule Field and the guy to get all ten souls to him. And each time you give him a soul, you have to like sit through a giant text dump that you can't skip. And I don't I don't know what they're thinking with that shit. And it's just like that problem could have been easily solved by just making po big Poe soul standard collectibles that you just grab. That didn't need to be a bottle thing, especially since mm -hmm. you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to drink the big postal anyway because you need it for the side quest. Well, can you drink the big postal? You can. It'll probably just respawn at whatever spawn point you get the one from. But it's just like, why would you do that when you could use a red potion or a fairy or anything else? I don't know. That that to was prove that you're a real man. It like it like took me an hour in my N64 run to do this quest, and all you're doing is running around looking for Poe's in the giant empty overworld. Mm -hmm. And it's and it's tied to a very useful item, the fourth bottle. So I, don't, I really don't know what they were thinking with that thing. I don't even think it's... I mean, before we get into, like, the dungeon design, I also want to say that this game is, like, really, really, really easy. Like, you don't really need any of the potions. It's not often that you're going to be dying a lot the bosses are not really that hard, especially when you're young, like, you have the Deku stick, which is, like, weirdly powerful for some reason. Huh. It's not a hard game. It like, also, I, think, you, I think you really you only like... need the three bottles that you get as Young Link, and then you're fine. But that's not to excuse the big post side quest, because I do agree that it's bullshit. But is... Am I going to lose my... Am I going to, like, 
lose sleep if I'm beat if I'm playing the game and I don't get the fourth bottle. No, more often than not, I don't even get it because I don't need it because I got like three fairies on standby. Yeah, Michael, do you find that to be a problem with side quests in general for you? Uh, or is it what mostly do you mean just a standout example? Like, like when you look at the other side quests, how do you feel about like generally how it handles that stuff? Like, uh, do we want to talk about the sculptures? Yeah, we could talk about those, or the heart pieces, or anything. Okay, well, the good thing about the Sculptulas is I believe you only need half of them to get the heart piece. I think you need 70, yeah. no? No, you need 50. Oh, it is 50, 50 okay. is the max. Okay. Well, you can go to 100 if you want, but you just get rupees. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you get something, but it, I do appreciate the fact that you can skip all of the really obscure ones. Because some of them are really obscure. Like, you have to, like, bottle up bugs and put them in the dirt patches for the magic beans. And then a Sculptula might pop out sometimes. Or maybe they do for all of them. I don't remember. It's been a couple years. And, or there will be... there. There's, like, this one hidden upper area in, in um, Jabu Jabu's Lagoon that I did, never even knew existed until it's I did It's, like, my, invisible, right? Uh, it's like you have to you have destroy to like... a boulder with a specific item, yeah, yeah. and then you can fall down a hole and climb up a ladder, and then there's a Sculptula there. Oh, and by the way, Sculptulas yeah. only appear at night, by the way. So if you just happen to be playing during the day, you will miss it. And then have to go yeah. back. Or but That's where the Sun song comes in. And uh, one thing I should mention is that I didn't realize this before, but there is actually... They do actually mark on the map if you've cleaned out an area of Sculptulas. Uh, mm. Like, there's, like, a little icon that will... Like, on the dungeon maps, it will sh have an icon of a Sculptula if you found all the Sculptulas in that dungeon. Or um, in in the world map, that will do something similar. But the game doesn't tell you that that's there. So I had to figure that out by myself, and by that point, I was only missing, like, two Sculptulas anyway. So it wasn't very helpful. And it's just some of some of the locations. Yeah. It'll it'll be like you have to like roll into a random tree and a sculpture will pop out, or mm. you have to like play the song of storms next to a random tree next to the Hyrule Castle moat, and a hole will appear. When there is no indication that you would have to do something like that, and then you go down there, and then there's a sculpture on there, and it's just like, okay, but why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like, well, all they literally all they needed to do was put a little sign with the teardrop on it. That would have been some some kind of clue that you're supposed to use the song of storms. But there was there's or no if clue. They gave you like some sort of like radar or something like you know, yeah that adventure. Actually, I think there is a radar. There's like this little um I think yeah you can get a rumble pack stone of agony. Well, that's that's not a radar for gold sculpture. That's more so just like a radar for secrets. Yeah, but that could include the song of storms hole. Yeah, so that that would have helped I in mean, that situation. Like, but it's just like fuck rumble. I, <laughs> I hate rumble so you, much. Like if you. I think I'm just grateful that you only need 50 for the hard yeah. piece. Yeah, well, which is why I prefaced the discussion by saying that. Because it is, some of them are really weird. Like, and I, I, I'm like, if, if I needed a hundred, I probably would be more angry about it. 
I'm kind of glad that they decided to put their more experimental secrets behind something you don't need, is basically what I'm saying. Like, it's still kind of dumb, but I'm glad that's there for the people who like the cryptic shit. <laughs> you know, it's too cryptic. It's, also... it's a little too cryptic for my taste, but I'm glad that it's not, one, it's not necessary for the heart piece, but that it's also there for people who are like, hey, I found this. But it's you know, it's also, um, it gives you some sort of incentive to go back to the child areas as adult Link. Because I know, like, there's a couple of, um, there's a couple of sculptures that are hidden in the Dongo's cavern, but you can only get there with the hookshot. I, yeah. I don't like that and, kind and of also, <laughs> It also kind of ties into, um, the Magic Bean side quest, where, you know, you plant the seeds as young Link, and then as adult Link, you go on the little lily pads, and then they fly Yo, into a heart piece. Uh, Ryan, is it like telling that. that the first thing I thought of when you said Magic Bean side quest is just the thought of having to sit through all those text boxes again? Magic Beans, <laughs> they're flying off the shelf, 60 rupees. <laughs> Magic Beans, they're really popular, I guess, 70 rupees. Magic Beans, give me your fucking money, kid. <laughs> I got a knife. <laughs> what is that? You know, that I, actually, what are you talking about? When you, you buy magic about? beans from the guy, every time you talk to him, he'll go through his text and he'll be like, "Hey." At first, he'll be like, "These aren't selling very well." You buy it for ten rupees, and you buy a like, and you get a single magic bean. And you talk to him again, and he's like, "Oh, look, these things are a, a little <laughs> hot right oh. now," and the, he'll sell them to you for twenty rupees. And you talk to him again after that, he'll sell it to thirty, and just keep going. <laughs> You can only buy Aww. them individually, is I think the sticking point. No, yeah. the sticking point That's is that I have funny. to sit through text boxes that scroll at the speed of molasses. Oh, Michael. Call on the N64. Eighth gen console river, Michael. <laughs> eighth gen uh, console river. I can river. skip through these I, I text like, boxes. I like when video games are boring. Uh, I do too. Oh, that's why I like Mario Odyssey so much, right? Michael, hey! th this would be a great Tinder date. We could talk about our video game problems, and I could say, <laughs> no, you. <laughs> and I'd twirl my hair. I'd flip it and say, I hate Ocarina of Time as well. Oh my god. Could I raise something I don't even I probably... hate it. There's just, like, those one or two persistent issues, and those are mostly in the N64 version. That just, mm -hmm. like, I... I a lot of people act like I'm like making a mountain out of a molehill, but the text box speed literally is you, that bad, in my opinion. Do you want me to make a mountain out of a molehill right yes. now? Yes. I, I have yet to get to my biggest problem with side content in this game. Lame this that? shit. <laughs> my biggest problem is that Ocarina of Time decided it would be a good idea to introduce wallets into the series. And ah, the more yeah. that the years have gone by, I realize why have wallets ever existed that's like it's like you want to know it's what's weird thing, like it's almost as infuriating as the kinstones what is that when i played phantom hourglass for the first time i thought it was weird that there weren't wallets <clears throat> because i was just so used to them being there but then like in retrospect i'm yeah. like you know what why the hell were there wallets, wallets. anyway it's because it's probably just because they wanted another like side thing to get and I, I like and it became a trend but then you think about it some more and you're like that really fucks with like whenever you get rupees I mean like it's an entirely different thing that there's like no use for them or like yeah you know like but the fact that you can get a rupee in a chest and like it just goes nowhere because you have a wallet is like 
especially coming off a link to the past is really infuriating especially like because i go out of my way to do something anything like the like when you do the five songs for the frogs and they give you 50 rupees initially and you play another song and get a heart piece like that's fine i guess but like when i first did the frog side quest i'm like oh, oh you get 50 rupees like i already have 200 like fuck you like <laughs> why did i do this and I, I mean, I'm glad you get a heart piece after that, but like, it, it, you get rupees for so many of these like obscure it's, side things. It's like not even the wallets themselves that are the problem. It's like how much they can hold. That's the problem. Yeah, I mean, because technically, a link to the past had a limit, but you never really like. I never found myself running into the limit because it was a liberal like 999 limit. You know? Yeah. But Ocarina of Time's limit is like, you start out with 99, and then you go to 200, and then you go to like 1,000, I think. I don't know what 500. the cap is. I think they, I think they, yeah. I want to say they increased it in the 3DS version. No. The third wallet. Nope. Hmm. It's exactly the same. Must be thinking of it's Wind Waker or something. It's, just, it's such a dumb thing to add to the series, and I'm like baffled that it stayed for so long. Because like, it... It annoys me. Don't well, the only reason it. why it stayed for so long is because no one questioned it. It's just like, I realized that, like, I, I can't really even fault any one of these games in particular because they all have the goddamn wallet. It's just, I, I don't know. It was such a, I don't like the idea. And in Ocarina of Time specifically, it, like, the wallet limit is so fucking low. And, like, because even in, like, because Wind Waker does this bad as well, where it's like, you start out with like, uh, 200, 200 I think. Yeah, yeah. and you can, you can at least get it higher than Ocarina of Time, thankfully. But it does that as well, and it, that game stings even more, because that game is like, has so much more to explore on the sea. And every time you get rupees, it's like, uh, just goes. That's why I'm glad Twilight Princess is like, you want to put this back? Even though nobody <laughs> likes that for some reason. <laughs> Which, you know, admittedly didn't need to exist if the wallet didn't exist, but that's just yeah, whatever. It's like at least it, hatching at least in it... Balloon World to fix the coin moons. Yeah. It's a solution Whoa. for a problem that shouldn't exist Michael, to begin with. Michael, stop! That's, I don't know. It's just like, the side content is probably the reason I don't love the game. Because the dungeons are like, I like the dungeons for the most part. But the side stuff is kind of like, a lot of it is tedious. Some of it's fun, like I like finding some of the Skulltulas, but, mm. and the heart pieces, but some of the heart pieces are just kinda there. Like, just like, oh, you go to like Zora's Domain, there are just two of them out there, like I just, eventually. <laughs> like, and it's like, eh, I don't know, it's, it's not very fun to explore. In that. Like, it's fun to figure out how to progress, but when you're like, let's explore the world, it's kind of like, oh, eh. <laughs> it's not that fun. And that's probably one of my major sticking points with it, is that I do like the game, but it feels kind of barren and like, mm. it's fun to explore to do some of the side quests and like, it's comical. You get like eye drops to the Goron, like, but it, I don't know, every time I'm like, Every time I'm playing it, eventually I just go into this rhythm where I'm like, eh, I, I don't want to do this anymore, let's go to the next dungeon. Like, 
And I don't get that in many of these games. But, but you know in this one, I'm just kind of like, eh. Again, to give this game credit, um, and also like to go back to what I was saying about like this and Breath of the Wild in terms of, like you know with this game having the spells and everything. Like when you get when you're doing like the big Goron Sword side quest, when you get that big Goron Sword, that's just like it's a one of a kind item. You know, it's something yeah. that you really want to get, and it's in in that regard since it's one of a kind, it feels really special. And then again, when you when you play Breath of the Wild, do a side quest for someone, and then he gives you like a big sword, it's just like okay, great, but I got like twelve of these in my inventory already. Uh, so that, yeah. you that would is, have to be is, pretty lucky to fit twelve of those in your inventory, friend. You know uh, what I mean. Yeah. But my 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 overall point is that <laughs> even when Ryan throws him a bone, he has to go even harder. <laughs> it's just, but more you, so, like what I like about the side content in Ocarina of Time is that you know the items feel like as if they have some sort of value because they get to stick with you, and again, they are one of a kind. That's what I like about it. Each item feels special in some way. Yeah, but I'm not a material girl living in a material world. I don't <laughs> value these things. I, I like, you get the big Goron sword, and it's like, I like the side quest, but it, it didn't ever feel like, I don't know, like, I never used the big Goron sword, you know? Mm, I, 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 that's, that's actually one way, that's actually like the first thing that I do when I'm adult link. Like, I get Epona. And then as soon as I get Epona, I start that quest because- and then after I start that quest, I use that thing throughout the rest of the game. I never use that shit. I don't know. Oh, I love Ow. that. Well, it's- it's Actually, like Ryan I even I said really earlier. Like... The game is so easy that you don't really, you know, mm -hmm. you can- you can Which... blaze through the whole game with just the Master Sword and mm -hmm. the Big Oran- like, if I- if I didn't have to get it for 100% for the review, I probably wouldn't have bothered so, and like, yeah. it, with, uh, with Breath of the Wild, I kind of do like getting those, uh, better items. I feel like it is a good reward because you directly use them for combat. Like, when you raid Hyrule Castle, uh, it, it's pretty rewarding because you get those great oh, items. No. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But the thing is with... <laughs> the difference between uh, this and that is that Zelda Ocarina of Time doesn't have a durability system. Yep, that is a fact. But and it doesn't have we're not going to get into this debate right now. We're not going to get into this debate because mm. I I feel like this this is a different time. As Professor Oak would say, there's a time and place for everything, Ash. And this is not it. <laughs> what we should talk Menopause? about. Menopause. Where did you get dungeons. here? Dungeons. For me, well, what saves the game are that the the side content. It is hit or miss for me. I bet the they dungeons, never miss. The dungeons, <laughs> on the other hand, are not like all brilliant, but I do think that they are a consistent and fun set of dungeons. Even the ones I don't like, excluding the Shadow Temple. I don't really like the Shadow Temple, but every other one, even the, like the Fire Temple is probably like of the adult dungeons is the weakest one for me personally, aside mm. from the Shadow Temple, but I still like the fire temple you know like i i like them all and some of them i like more than others and some of them are standouts for the series even and i think that part of it when i'm just like let's go to the next story beat the next dungeon and do that i think i'm enjoying myself the most in ocarina of time when i'm doing that mm -hmm. especially like you go to like like the i actually think one of my favorite dungeons in the game is the forest temple um 
just weird because I didn't used to think much of it, but I go in it now and I'm like, whoa, this thing is like, it's pretty fucking creepy in here. Like there are dead people in there. I this love the, the first... music. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, I noticed that progression in that dungeon is not like insanely labyrinthian or anything, but it, it kind of like, they do kind of just say here, you're in here, just figure it out. Yeah. Because yeah. You, can, you can go to a place where you're like, oh, I don't have enough keys for this. You have to go back out, explore somewhere else, you know? Like, mm -hmm. and they do that a few times. And it's a simple trick, but it kind of just gets you to be like, let's let's think about this as just a castle. Like yeah. this weird ruined castle. And you're like, well, where can I go? What can I do? Once you get the bow, you're like, oh, now I can go to all these other places that I have in my mind because I had to explore the thing in its entirety. I, and it's, I really, I, on adding on to that point, I think... Uh, the a testament to the good design is exactly that like it makes you think about what you're doing you don't like get into this big rhythm where you're just sort of going through the motion and being pushed around by the design you're kind of working against it and using critical thinking to know where to go uh like what doors you saw where you could use that bow again and i think the forest temple is really really great i really like it yeah, and it's not my favorite, because my favorite's still the Water Temple, but I know yeah. that for a lot of people that shit's too insane. Well, and, like, I, think I understand part of the that. why people didn't like that temple at first is because of, you know, it, when it was on the N64, you had that inventory it, management issue where you yeah, had to, like... it's probably just the Iron Boots. Yeah, because <laughs> I noticed that once when Ocarina of Time 3D came out, there was a lot of people coming out and saying, Oh no, the Water Temple's actually pretty good. Because I, well, I, I, I know for a I fact think a lot I of played, it was that it was... It is the most complicated dungeon in the game, definitely. Mm. Like, and I can kind of, I can kind of see myself as a kid being like, "Oh, I hate this." Like that, that would just, I would despise that when I was little. And like, but that's why I'm saying like the Forest Temple is kind of like a good. It doesn't go too crazy in there, you know. Like they do ask you to think about what you're doing, but it's not like. Okay, there are eight million rooms in this tower, and you got to like figure out like what you where the water level is going to be. And I love that stuff because I'm a masochist. But like, <laughs> I I rec like I do kind of recognize that maybe sometimes you can get. I mean, these are kids' games, like for the most part. Sometimes you can get a little too crazy. So I mean, I would prefer if they were all crazy, but. I don't necessarily want to hoist that onto other people, you know. I mean, really, that's, I, that's, honestly, that is part like, of the, like that's why I hate things like the Shadow Temple is because it's just like when I'm in the Shadow Temple, I'm like I just get bored after a while because they're like they have to start thinking about the moment-to-moment -moment puzzles because all you do is just go in a straight line, and occasionally you're like, let's get a key in this room, and. The moment the problem is though that the moment the moment puzzles in this game in any dungeon are not really puzzles they're just kind of like get 5 silver rupees or like yeah and they're <clears throat> not that difficult so when i'm in somewhere like the shadow temple i'm like eh. see you're you're talking about how the shadow temple is your least favorite temple my least favorite, I don't know if it's like a temple or a dungeon, whatever you want to call it, but my least favorite dungeon area would be Ganon's Castle because that's literally all that it is. It's that every single room that you go to, you just collect five rupees. And I hate that shit. Yeah, I mean, technically, and, I guess it's a dungeon, technically. And also, like, I, I, I like the Shadow Temple because, I mean, I... 
it's, it's linear, yeah, but I mean, you got the creepy atmosphere, which is really cool. You got the creepy music, which is really cool. You got the imagery, which is really cool. But you also got like the set pieces, like you got that one giant statue of the two Grim Reapers spinning around with the giant scythes, or you got that moment where you're on that boat and you have to like fend off like the three Stalfos or the the maze with the little uh, with the little wall masters. Like that's really cool, and I remember yeah. that kind of stuff. Like while it is linear. It is filled with a lot of memorable set pieces and memorable moments and imagery. Like, there's also the part where you have to, like, go into, um, like, like this one little tunnel area, and it's, like, telling you about, like, oh, here lies Hyrule's bloody history or whatever, and we have to go find the, the hover boots. I love that kind of stuff. I'm a you suck for that. I'll give you that. I, I do like that about the Shadow Temple. So, if I gotta, like... Though, I mean, I, I don't uh, need every dungeon to be as complicated as the the water temple or as the forest temple, which honestly, I kind of find the forest temple kind of boring, honestly. But like, as long as you make your temple memorable, you give me interesting yeah. things to do or interesting things to look at. I'm OK. I can agree with that, though. Um, I don't want to get too far into this, but I feel that I feel that exact same way about many of the dungeons in later games like Twilight Princess or even Majora's Mask. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, like Twilight Princess dungeons, what's weird about that game is that it's one of my favorites, but those dungeons are not that complicated. Like the, the, the one that sticks out is the water temple in that game. That's about it. Everything else is not that complicated. But the thing for me is that they're like a step above the shadow temple because you at least have to think a little bit about mm -hmm. what you're doing. But the reason I love them overall is because of their, like, I like when you're in Snow Peak Ruins, it's like, whoa, it's just a mansion. Yeah. It's a mansion with weird, creepy shit happening, like, with the Yeto and Yeta. I like that weird, it's like, literally just someone's house. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. that's why, though, like, in Ocarina, the Shadow Temple is, like, creepy and, dun like, grungy. But the thing about Ocarina is that they all kind of feel like that. Like... When you go in the forest temple, it has the somber music. It's like ruins. And then you're like, oh, you go to like um, the water temple and you're like, oh, deep, you're deep underwater. And you're like in a grungy place. It kind of feels like that for everything, you know, like uh, the, I mean, the ones that have a spark extent? of life are like the fire temple and the spirit temple, you know? Yeah. I mean, the fire temple feels like a prison because it is the spirit temple feels like ruins which it is the i don't know what the water temple is supposed to be the forest temple just kind of feels like a rundown museum but i don't know what the shadow temple that's, is that's either actually, but i just find I that area the, so like, fascinating that's why i love the forest temple aesthetically the most is because mm. it, it feels like that's the place where it really struck me i'm like well this feels like a ruined castle with overgrowth like it's just hidden away in the forest like super hidden like it's in undergrowth, practically. Yeah. And that that's the kind of shit I love about dungeons the most, is when they're able to be like... Some of my favorite dungeons are not even necessarily the most complicated. Because when I play a game like A Link to the Past, I start to notice, like, the dungeons are just like... They all feel the same because they just all look the same and they have a different color, you know? Mm -hmm. And But when you go to Ocarina... And Ocarina's not even the best at this because some of them blend together a little bit, but they... They do kind of feel like they have their own music track. They have like, it's less just about the color scheme more than it is about like the art design. Like, And also the um, concepts too. Like the third dungeon that you go to in this game, like the very third dungeon is inside a giant fish. Yeah. 
That's oh, right. I, know. Know. I love that. I love that dungeon so much. I, yeah, that dungeon's not very long, but like, it's, it's cool. one of my favorites too because it is kind of cool that you're just, you're just like, oh, a whale sucks you up. And I love the Figure aesthetic. Out how to get out. The aesthetic of that is really nice. Like you're inside Jabu Jabu's belly, and it's like all fleshy and gross, and there's yeah. these bubbles. Yeah, because like, like that's that's the other thing too is that. I love Jabu Jabu's belly in Oracle of Ages, mm. but at some point you're like, this is not Jabu Jabu's belly. This is <laughs> like, this looks like a building. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, like, Jabu Jabu's belly in Ocarina feels more natural. Mm. You like fight the weird penis things like with your boomerang. Yes, <laughs> he's got penis <laughs> in his belly. Part. So you're like, you're kind of like in him, and you're like, let's stop the infection of weird dark things like in you. So you're kind of healing him too. It's... I I love the, the 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 trend of going inside big things. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Like you go hey, inside now. the great Deku tree. You go inside uh, Jabu Jabu's belly. You're like entering living things or things that are dying or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I I like the the feel of those things because yeah, like you said, King K, a lot of Zelda dungeons are buildings and you know ocarina of time has you going into a big tree a big whale going underwater into like a volcano and i i really love uh all of the aesthetics i i oh and the fucking well i i love that mm, little mini the dungeon of the well. too. Yeah. yeah the well yeah, the that, well that, is so like cool. i don't think it hit its peak in ocarina but i definitely started to appreciate that it was like Let's make these more visually appealing. We'll build the yeah. world a little bit too. It's like a double, like kill two birds with one stone there because like there's often a reason like Ganondorf trapped all the um, the Gorons inside the fire temple with Volvagia. And um, it's almost like, so you're going there to like free them, but it's also, it is a prison. Like that that's kind of what it functions as now. It used to be a temple. Yeah. For what purpose? Who knows? But now it's a prison. It's not just like in, like in a link to the past. You're like it's just it's like like it almost it's just, just is like it's it's level eight. You know like yeah. And that's how it used to be. That's how I used to design them. And there are differences in those dungeons, but like in the in Ocarina of Time, it's like oh, there's story relevance now. It's like, but they they didn't really hit it out of the park either, like some future games would. Um. But I, I'm like, I appreciate that they they took that step and it makes Ocarina more memorable as a journey overall for me. Mm -hmm. I agree. And that's not even like on that's not even to mention that I just really like that this was a time when they were still somewhat complex for the most part, you know. And they yeah. had some interesting ideas as that like the water temple especially is my favorite. I don't want to bang on about this too much because. I feel like I've said it so many fucking times, like my idea, like my dungeon philosophy, which is why I've been talking mostly about other aspects other than mechanics. But hey, this is what kind of started it as I played this and I'm like, wow, I really like the water temple because I feel lost. And I like to feel lost in places that are interesting to be lost in, you know? Mm, I, I, I get Yeah. So that it's like the if those two elements are not necessarily working in tandem, then it can kind of feel arbitrary. And that's kind of why the 2D dungeons are not as strong for me. 
It's because they don't, they can't really lean, they have to lean exclusively on their mechanics, which is often why they're more complicated. But I do like that the 3D shift has allowed them to focus on more than just like, it's a room after room. I guess Minish Cap kind of did start like, hey, we'll incorporate some more visual stuff into this, but. Now, yeah. Michael, Exo Paradigm Gamer, you've been incredibly silent during this whole discussion about dungeons. What do you have to say? Well, I don't think I have much else to add, honestly. I mean, mm. like, I pretty much agree, because it's like I've already been over that the story has some things going for it, in my opinion. Um, I like some of the side quests, and I think the child portion of the game is really slow and boring. <laughs> oh, fuck. Fuck. But... Are you okay? Shit, sorry. Yeah, you're good. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Ryan, Dude, I'm just curious. Is your audacity still recording? Yeah, yeah. Good. Um, but to me, personally, the dungeons are what save Ocarina of Time for me. Like, if the dungeons weren't as enjoyable as they are, like, then this game would not really have much going for me in my opinion uh but yeah i i liked the uh, i like pretty much all of the adult dungeons really even the water temple as it's like i guess i've just always known to use furore's wind uh and it really is kind of an oracle of ages kind of dungeon when i stop and think about it and it works so much better because it's in 3d <laughs> and the maps actually reflect how the rooms are shaped and how they Roasted. connect. Um, okay, what is that noise? Who's scrubbing? <laughs> I So what happened is when I screamed, I thought my coffee mug was empty, but it turns out that I had a full thing of coffee in it. Oof. And it dumped all over me. Okay. So who's the dumb one now? Me, still. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, sometimes I get into antics, Michael, you know. <laughs> I'm going on a <laughs> rampage. Uh, hey. The quill, the page, lyric, rampage. Um, Morty, you word have to up? get the eggs. Are we? Have we exhausted Ocarina of Time? Or is I did want to ask Michael, how do you think the dungeons overall compared to other games? Like, just generally, you don't have to get into uh, specifics, but like... That is a good question. Would you, like, I, I just want to get a good grasp of how you feel it fits into the overall series, dungeon-wise. Uh, I am gonna have to... Because I think the... Because you have reviewed Link to the Past recently, King K, there's been a lot of comparison there, naturally. Um, yeah. Personally, I enjoy because it was like it's weird when I reviewed Link to the Past. I had it like on my mind, like, oh yeah, Ocarina of Time is better because it's 3D and the combat is more interesting and stuff like that. But it's just reviewing Ocarina of Time, and part of it is because I had to play the game four times. But Oof. like even even on my first playthrough, I was just like, this game just like does nothing for me. But that's not true. It just comparatively speaking, it just feels like nothing about it sticks out or makes me feel compelled to replay it. It's it's basically what you said about Link to the Past, King K, in your review. It, it's just like when I play Link to the Past, I'm just having more fun with it, honestly. 
Like, I would pop that game in and replay it right now, but with Ocarina of Time, like, I just, after reviewing it, I just don't feel no drive to revisit it whatsoever. Like, and that's despite it having some pretty good dungeons in it. It just, the pacing of it, the atmosphere of it just doesn't resonate with me in oh, a I way. I think the pacing in this game is actually really good. I don't think so. I'm not so. gonna lie. I mean, like, you could you could say something about well, the text box. Well, this is more the N64 version that I'm talking okay. about. Because that's, that's, that's fair. And but it's even like, with it, that said, I, like, you... I mean, if you go to the first dungeon within the first 15 minutes of the game. Yes, but it also takes too long to walk everywhere. You don't get the shortcuts as fast as you need. The fast travel system is overcomplicated and doesn't take you to as many places as you need. It's just like there's so many little things about playing this game again. And, you know, in playing it four times back to back only highlighted this. That may, because it's mm. like everybody likes to bring up the great Deku tree. You get there in the first five minutes or whatever. But before that, you have to spend a bunch of time winking around looking for rupees to satisfy the great Mido's ego. You know, then you have the Darunia thing where it's just, it's just like, yeah, if you know that you can light the bomb on the wall with the stick, then it's faster. But the game, it's, that's not at all clear to a first time player. Or how about I, the fact? I don't know. How about the fact that when the first thing that happens when you leave Kokiri Forest is that you walk up to the drawbridge that connects the Hyrule Castle Town, and it lifts up right the moment you get there, unless Incorrect. if you're back walking. No, even if you even if you're walking normally, you can still make it. The, I've done every, it. Every it is possible, but what I'm saying is that if you're playing this for the first time and you don't know that that's a thing and you're walking towards it and you don't exactly know where to go, more than likely you're going to be spending your first night killing Stalfos. Or you can go to Kakariko Village and, you know, yeah, but, kill some uh, Yeah, but time doesn't pass in villages, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, that's true, which is a little weird, but I mean, I'm not just standing around killing Stalfos. So you get the, the song, the sun song. You can't, can well, you, you can't get, get that get right away? you can't get the sun song unless you get Zelda's lullaby. Yeah, you need oh, the... Right. But the I, I, I don't know the problem because... is that we are there is a difference of like I think we like as people we all play these games for different reasons mm -hmm. and that's pretty clear. Um, Zelda's always been kind of interesting because like you get like you get people in at different points and the games have all focused on different things so you can kind of like. The reason to play Zelda can kind of shift and morph based on what how you are as a person. That's probably why a lot of these games have such like people shift their opinions so much. It's probably like for me, it's like my opinion on Ocarina has shifted a little bit because I've kind of shifted my priorities as a person. It's kind of weird. Like, like I, I look for different things now. Well, that that's because back in like back in 2017. I would have, like, I said those things about the progression, like, I hated it. And then, like, I don't know what, what changed about me personally. I think I played, once I played all the games, I kind of, like, appreciated things, certain things more. And the value I had once placed in certain things had kind of depreciated. And that's kind of why I've been excited to talk about these games again, is because Ocarina, a lot of things about it I kind of like now that I didn't used to. And it wasn't like a monumental shift, but because like I still think it's largely one of the more middling Zelda titles for me. Like I definitely don't think it's one of my favorites, but it's it's probably risen from being 
previously one of my least favorites. Because I used to, like, I used to think that it just had nothing to... I had nothing to latch onto. But that's almost kind of displaced onto A Link to the Past. Where I kind of now recognize that, like, what Ocarina of Time kind of, like, leaped off A Link to the Past and did things that I like. And sure, there's not a whole lot for me to latch onto, but it's kind of the way that I like... It's the way that I like games like Phantom Hourglass or Spirit Tracks, where they feel flawed, but they... Overall, I find a lot more to enjoy than what's missing. So it's like, it, my favorite Zelda games are the ones where I have this one thing that I can resonate with, and like, the entire experience goes along with it. Like... Like, I don't want to spoil it, but, like, my favorites are, like, Majora's Mask or Twilight Princess or Breath of the Wild, where I have, like, there's just one overarching thing that makes the experience really special, and I would right. play those games at the drop of a hat. And I actually and agree with games, you 100%, yeah. And then there are games like like Minish Cap or, like, probably even only to the past now, where I'm like, I don't really want to play them again because they just feel so, like, there's nothing for me personally that I care about. And Ocarina of Time kind of just falls in the middle, where I'm like, eh, you know, it's it's fun. And there's more to it, story-wise, that gets me engaged in it, and I would play it. Probably wouldn't play it too many times, but it's like, it's... It's just good, like... It's just such a... It's like, it's probably the, the... The best I can describe it is like, it made me realize things about the series the most. Because I used to not really care. Like I used to recognize that the story had like a like it had that whole growth thing going on. And once upon a time, I didn't really care about that. But nowadays, I appreciate it a lot more. And that's probably that's probably the reason that Ocarina has risen from that status for me is that just the sheer like the fact that growing up is translated mechanically. Mm -hmm. That's pretty damn unique to the series now, itself. Well, you know, like. Um... On that point, because that's like, it is a thing in the game, but I, I I have to wonder how much of that, because it's like, Ryan, I remember, I recall you bringing that up in your review before you took it down, because uh, it's like, you played this as a kid, and I didn't, so I have to wonder how much of that was you being able to relate to you, young Link, you know what I mean? I mean, I remember when I was a kid, and I loved this game so much when I was just a little baby. Like, whenever I would go camping with my family, like, I would, like, find, like, rocks and sticks and shit, pretend that was, like, a sword and shield. I'd whack it, like, trees and shit. Go to a market, I see, like, they're selling, like, boomerangs and fake bow and arrows. I'm like, oh, I want that shit! Oh! <laughs> so, you know, it, it did encourage me to, like, go out, you know, go out in the woods and do some shit like that. Pretend I was Link. Go out in fields and run around and stuff. You know, because I, 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 maybe it was just because he was a kid. I don't know, but I felt that connection. I felt like he was actually that link e to the game world. I don't know, you know? if it's necessarily that, because when I played it, I was a teenager. So, like, I guess, kind of, mm -hmm. maybe. But, like, because I still found that, like, even now I find that fascinating. Like, I think it's more just, like, for me. It's when I realized that narratively it links into the mechanics, and Zelda games don't often do that. Yeah. And it's kind of unique, and that's the one thing, like, 
If that didn't exist, if the story wasn't as strong, then I probably wouldn't like it very much. Like, the dungeons do save it, but, like, the dungeons in A Link to the Past are good, but I don't really like that game overall, like, compared to other Zelda games. You know, another thing that I also kind of want to bring up, too, and this doesn't really have anything to do with anything, but something that I just kind of thought about, where it's just like... Because this game was in development around the same time as Super Mario 64, and you might have an idea of where I'm going with this. Um, well, one thing that I actually really do appreciate about this game, especially in hindsight, is that the environments, like both in the towns, in the hub world, in like the villages, and like the little field areas that you can go explore in, like they all feel pretty organic, and so do the dungeons. Like they all feel like actual places within a game world. You just you look at Mario 64, for example, and it's just like there's a bunch of levels with geometry that doesn't make sense. Bottomless pits just everywhere. Lava pits, quicksand pits. It's one feels kind of lazy, for lack of a better word, and the other feels more well thought out. And again, these were like I think they were made by like the same team, if I'm not mistaken. And just one feels more deliberate than the other, you know, it's just like it's it's something that I really do appreciate because even Exo said this at one point where it's just like Ocarina of Time could have gone wrong in so many different ways. I think you even said that especially after Star Fox, uh, Star Fox Adventures, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's <laughs> like, I don't know, like I appreciate how well thought out a lot of the environments are. Like even though like Hyrule Field is bland, I'll take that over having like bottomless pits or quicksand pits scattered around all over the place that are really easy to fall into. Also, for an early N64 title, the camera is actually pretty okay and the controls don't suck. Wow! The aiming does. Well, aiming does if you're not playing on an N64. I mean, on the 3DS it's fine, but... On the 3DS it's fine, <laughs> on the actual N64 it's fine, but if you're playing this game on the GameCube or on the Wii Virtual Console, it's shit. It's a load of, it's a load of shit. And I hate the shooting gallery shit. I hate it. Majora's Mask especially, because you have to do that shit like four times. And I hate it. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Anything else we got to say about Oot? Just that it fucking sucks. All Preach right. it, brother! Woo! Uh, that is the... Is that our the end of our show? Oh, yeah. Is there I'm any probably. more... Well, I don't have anything else to say about I was it, still, really. I mean, I had a few things to say. Well, Michael, <laughs> say them. you yeah, have say the floor. Them. Go ahead, go ahead and like, say I them. can, I can listen to King K and Ryan and Hanox name like all the little things how, you liked about the game. How come I'm last? How come I'm last? Huh? Huh? <laughs> I just it was a random order, Hanox. I just right, said well, names. I see how it is. I see how it is. It, it, it has nothing to do with the quality of the person I am referencing. <laughs> uh, Even if it did, I wouldn't be that offended. If, well, then why are you? Never mind. Uh, so <laughs> I'm just trying to make conversation here. Well, I'm trying to talk about the video game, if you don't mind. Well, I wish you would take me to dinner first. <sighs> okay, Michael. Before you begin, let me let me just get this silliness out of my. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would let you fuck. finish. <laughs> what is your favorite restaurant to go to, Michael? <laughs> I, hey, Dox, I don't know if you're my type. I, whoa. I wasn't. Whoa, dude. Whoa. No homo. I just want to know your favorite restaurant. Yeah, no, yeah just want to know your favorite restaurant. No homo. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. That's a good question. 
Yeah, see, I stumped you. You you were in the gamer mindset. Now I'm in that. Oh shit! You know I'm trying to dance. You can't see me, but I'm dancing right now. Okay. Well, so Ocarina of Time. You didn't answer my question. I don't know. Mod pizza. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, I'll put that on the back burner for now. Okay. So but Ocarina of Time. <laughs> like I can listen. I can hear you guys. What you're saying about little moments that you thought were charming or cute or magical. I can, you know, hear some of the discussion about the story and how that is or is not better than Link to the Past, you know, dungeon design and atmosphere. But what it really comes down to for me is just I don't have a lot of fun playing Ocarina of Time. And that's something that's kind of hard to substantiate. It's just something you feel while playing it, if you know what I'm saying. Is that That's why I had so much trouble articulating about a link to the past. It took me a long time to write that. So I almost felt similarly. Is that when you get the feeling about something that you just can't describe? Yeah. And I think you and I are flip-flops on this one, King K. It's like where you feel Link to the Past is kind of bland and that there are other games that do what it do better that's pretty much what i feel about ocarina of time is that like there yeah there are some things that it did improve over like the past but there are plenty of places where i feel like it backtracked pretty significantly like the uh, fast travel system or just like how long it takes to get from place to place and stuff like that and personally i just have more fun playing a link to the past than i do ocarina of time and maybe that's because I grew up with Link to the Past on GBA, and did not grow up with Ocarina of Time. Maybe that's what it is. I mean, I grew up with both. Um, but... Dab. Dab, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it is, but there's something about this game that just does not grab me and never has. Like, from the moment I first played it on Virtual Console, all I could think of was how much I would much rather play uh, Wind Waker and Twilight Princess especially. And nowadays, all I can think of is I'd rather play Minish Cap, I'd rather play Wind Waker, I'd rather play Twilight Princess, I'd rather play Link to the Past. I'd rather play so many games, and it's just like, if that's the case, why would I ever want to come back and play this again? When it just feels like, it feels like a stepping stone between Link to the Past and the better games that came out after it. And it's it just feels slow and boring, it, nothing about it sticks out to me. That's just how that's just how yeah. I feel. Like that is a subjective. That's actually really funny. It's kind of funny because yeah, that is basically exactly what I said about Link to the Past. Yeah, because I do. Yeah, because I think Link to the Past was a stepping stone for me personally. Like, and then Ocarina of Time for me finally had something where I was like, oh, I can latch onto that. I mean, it's definitely that. I should preface though that. Ocarina of Time is still not top tier for me. Uh, it's like the middle of the road still. So, like, I, I do think it has a lot of redeeming qualities, and I like it a lot more than I used to, but definitely not on the tier of, like, because there are so, like, I'd play, like, let me see. I'd play Breath of the Wild over Ocarina of Time. I'd play Oracle of Ages. I'd play Majora's Mask. I'd play Twilight Princess. Uh, Link's Awakening, Oracle of Seasons. You know, that's that's an interesting question for me. Because I do not like Breath of the Wild very much at all. But, mm. yeah, 
I'm not sure I would rather play Ocarina of Time, honestly. Because I, <laughs> after playing it four times for the review, I kind of never want to play it again. I don't know. It is what it is. I mean, I always think that's kind of like an issue is having to play a game over and over and over again within a sh within such a short span of time. You're going to get burnout after a while, you know? Well, that's true, And honestly, Ryan. like, that, that, that could have something to do with it. I mean, unless you're playing a game that's just that damn good. But if you're playing a game that you just think is kind of okay, and then you have to play it four times for a project... Like, I'm not I, sure... Like, eventually I'm going to have to do a remake or re-break on Majora's Mask. And I'm going to have to play that three times. And I'm not yeah. sure... I'm not yeah. sure how that's going to work. Are you? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna play that, huh? You're gonna do that on your channel, huh? Hmm? Gonna cover my uh, my goat on your channel, huh? Fuck. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> all, all I'm saying there is that I'm in, it's it's like you're right, Ryan. Like even with game, but there are some times where I found that playing a game multiple times for a review can actually be can increase my opinion of a game. Like mm -hmm. uh, that's basically my. That's basically what I thought of Banjo-Tooie. Like, I was really frustrated in my N64 run, but because I knew what to do by the Xbox run, I could do it faster and enjoyed myself a little more. You know what I mean? Whereas with Ocarina mm -hmm. of Time, like, it started out boring. And then when I had to keep playing the same things and have to keep watching the same slow text boxes, it just, even by the time I got to uh, the 3DS version, and it was so much better, even by then it was just like, it, the underlying game still does not grab me, and it didn't grab me from the start, and it certainly didn't get any better as it went along. So, I don't know. It is, that is, it is what it is. It was just, it's just a it's a byproduct of how I've happened to review games for YouTube, but it is still, even mm. if I only had to play it once, that review, I still would have said the same things. Which is, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that, like, it Wow, hey, man. I might have been more willing to replay, is all. That's, mm -hmm. that would be, have been the only difference. That's fair. Well, are, uh, are we ready to finish it up? Yeah, I think I mean, that's I will, I will say that I think, I, I, I don't want to say that Ocarina of Time has stood the test of time, because if it did, then the game will still look pretty passable to this day. I don't think it looks hideous, but I do notice that it doesn't look as good as it used to, especially with the 3DS version. But I think the core game itself, I think the design, I think the structure, the pacing, I think that has hold up, especially when you take the 3DS version into consideration. I think the 3DS version shows that this game has aged mostly well. Like, it's still playable. I the dungeon set, would like, agree what in what the I mean dungeon the, design. I'm talking about dungeon design, yeah. you know, in terms of like side quests and stuff like that. Not really about like the the text boxes or anything like that. I'm talking about like the design of the game itself. The layouts, the worlds and everything like that, the side quests. Those have aged just fine. What actually matters about the game has aged just fine. And yeah. I think that's I think that's just I think the 3DS version is kind of like a testament to the core design of Ocarina of Time. And while I don't think it's the greatest game of all time, I do think that it is one of the most important and one of the most revolutionary. Like, it started a big thing with video games. Like, every... Vi like, it's set, it's set trends, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You know, it, it's nothing to scoff at. But at the same time, 
it's like I've always said in my reviews. Just because something was revolutionary does not mean it's necessarily fun to play mm -hmm. today. And that's, I don't know, I, I well, wouldn't actually, go that far without the most, time, but... Often the most revolutionary games are the least fun to play nowadays, because other games are like, well, do the same thing and better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that, that's what I said in my Link to the Past video, and nobody seemed to d hear it, or they just, I don't know. But like... What I said there was that maybe it's a good thing that I like most other Zelda games better than this one. Because it means it did I mean, its job. Yeah, exactly. That means it did what it was supposed to do. And like, hey, I mean, I don't like playing it nowadays, and that's worthy of discussion, but like, if it did its job, if it, like, if it allowed the future games to be what they are, then so be it. It did it well. It wasn't just some, like, flop in the wind, like... It did what it was supposed to do for the time, and it's aged, but oh well, you know, like... It's fine. Yeah. Alright. Okay. Well, we we have spent a lot of time talking about Ocarina That, that, that was like half the length <laughs> so. of our Kingdom Hearts 3 discussion. <laughs> Probably spend more time on any of these other Zelda games, to be honest. Well... So well I, I feel like I have the least to say about Ocarina, so... Anyhow, uh, next time you see us, we're probably going to be talking about E3, but after that, <laughs> we're talking about uh, a pretty big game for me. It's uh, you're talking, we're going to talk about my goat. We're going to talk about Which Super is... Mario 64 again. And <laughs> join us next time when uh, Michael that's the end. Please check out our channel on YouTube.com for video versions of all our podcasts. The music used in this podcast is as follows. Aces High, Airport Lounge, Almost New, Apro Hour, Awesome Call, Beachfront Celebration, Bosa Antigua, Bosa Bosa, Chucky the Construction Worker, Continue Life, Cool Vibes, Crinoline Dreams, Deuces, Dirt Roads, Dispersion Relation, District 4, Eternity, Fireflies and Stardust, Funnin' and Sunnin', Funky Chunk, Hard Boiled, Hepcats, Honey be in your arms, intractable, jazz brunch, leopard print elevator, lobby time, local forecast slower, Matt's blues, mining by moonlight, no good layabout, novel noel, octo blues, porch blues, porch swing days slower, samba isabel, shades of spring, sidewalk shades slower, somewhere sunny version two, street party, water droplets on the river, white, and winter chimes. All of these tracks were composed by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and are licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution three. You can find this license at http colon forward slash forward slash creativecommons.org forward slash licenses forward slash buy forward slash 3.0 forward slash. This episode was edited by Exoparadigm Gamer, who you can check out on YouTube at https colon forward slash forward slash www.youtube.com forward slash user forward slash Exoparadigm Gamer. Thank you all very much for watching our podcast and we'll see you guys next time.